Good evening and welcome to Alosa Pumar Takes. This is our 253rd take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. Happy Father's Day, everyone. We are back and better than ever with a wonderful tradition that we've started just a few years ago uh, with one of our guests, and now we've got a uh, We've got another guest back on for the second straight year. Uh, we're all about traditions. We're all about milestones here on this show. And it's going to be another great evening with two of these very fine gentlemen, two of my very favorite. I know I say that every week, uh, but I really mean it. I really do. These two these two guys are some of my favorite people in the industry. And I'm looking forward to talking to them about Father's Day, how much it means. They've had some really great accomplishments in their lives as fathers and for the companies that they both represent. So we're going to talk some cigars, talk some fatherhood. It's all happening right here. And we do need to thank the people that make this show possible. So without further ado, let's thank tonight's sponsors. Tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. Hey, Drew Estate has done it again. They've just announced the new Freestyle Live cigar was unveiled just a couple of days ago. The H99 Papas Fritas is now going to be available by Drew, uh, Drew Diplomat Retailer. So check out the newest release from Drew Estate, the H99, Papa's Fritas. Yeah, you've seen it in the Freestyle Live Packs. If you were able to get one of those, you were able to get a sneak peek of it. But now it is going to be going out live to Drew Diplomat Retailers, the H99, Papa's Fritas. Check it out. So without further ado, let's welcome in tonight's guests. This is our 253rd take. I can't believe I've gotten through this without stumbling. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done this, so we'll <laughs> see how the rest of the show goes without further ado. Sponsored by United Cigars. Smoke one today and start living United. Mr. Tom Lazuka and Oliver Nouveau of Asylum and United Cigars. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Man, hard um, to follow up that energy. Yeah, yeah. Love Fantastic, it. man. Happy Father's Day uh, to both of you. Happy Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Well, the I mean, the energy is only matched by the dad fuel. You know, I've got this straight, you know, this is my uh, my one of my Father's Day gifts. I mean, this is about as cliche as you get. All I needed was a necktie, which I don't really wear anymore. And that would have really completed. But I, I was really I was really excited this morning when I got my gifts. It was really great to to be back with my boys and everything. So, um, uh, how was uh, how was how was your Father's Day, Oliver? Uh, you sound it looks like you got some new attire as well. I got some new attire. Did get this new uh, new Red Sox hat, a little little Hawaiian theme to it. Um, and on a great weekend with a little uh, Yankee sweep, but it was it was nice. I mean, the, you know, the weekend was filled with uh, housework and uh, you know catching up on stuff. I went to the office yesterday and. Um, uh, did some did some work just catching up for the the show coming up in in Vegas and then uh, but yeah Father's Day today was uh, yeah wrapping up I was telling Tom before the show it was just uh, we painted painted the office up here in the last uh, last couple of weeks I guess it's you know it's taken by the time you tape things up you do a coat you do another coat you move things out and um, you know so it, it just seemed like it was a lot of a lot of honeydew list more than uh, more than anything, but uh, but it was it was great. It was nice to, uh, nice to be with everyone. Nice, fantastic. What about you, Tom? Yeah, just had a nice relaxing day today, man. The uh, like you said, my son. We had his high school graduation party yesterday, so got up this morning, went and tore some stuff down, and uh, took tents down, and you know, got 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 everything kind of closed out, and then. Uh, both of my boys took me to lunch so we had a nice lunch together spent a little time and uh and then off they went and uh, just kind of relaxed all day watched a little golf and getting ready to go out and travel again tomorrow so you just uh 
you just got back just like I did from overseas. Uh, and uh, you're already, you're already going to hit the road again. Huh? Yeah. No, no, no rest for the wicked as they say, you know? So, uh, yeah, back, back on the road, basically, uh, you know, through, through Vegas, I'll be home a couple days after 4th of July. I got, uh, doing a little tour around the country and then, uh, We'll be uh, up in Michigan for a couple Fourth of July events over the weekend in Northern Michigan that I do every year, and uh, yeah, and then home two days and uh, out to Vegas to get ready for the show. Crazy! I can't believe it's already here. Um, so excited for it! Um, so excited to see you guys there and to see what to everything that Asylum and United has uh, in store for uh, in store for the rest of the year and then the months to come, hopefully in twenty twenty four as well. Um, but um, so I, it really got me wondering, like, if this was the this is the longest my wife and I had ever been away from our children. So it was like a little it was right about it was right at two weeks. Exactly. Um, pretty crazy. Um, but I know you guys travel quite a bit. And I, I and I Oliver, I know you this is kind of that was kind of status quo for you growing up, too. I know your dad traveled a lot as well. Yeah. Um, but how how long how long have you guys gone? without seeing your kids what's the longest road trip or or trip that you guys have been away yeah uh, for, for me it's been uh you know probably about a month god yeah mm. but uh you know a lot of phone calls yeah 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 for for me a little little bit shorter but it's been uh just just under 2 weeks was the was the longest that I was I was away Wow. I take some crazy flights, Tom. I'm sure you do too. But I, I take some crazy, crazy flights um, only to get back in time. So I'll, I'll kind of chop up, you know, chop up some of the trips. And um, you know, if I have an event, you know, say on a, on a Friday, you know, I'll try to get a 6 a.m. flight out. You know, one time I, I know, you know, timing wise, it took like a 6 a.m. flight out. I landed at 11 because I knew that that meant by the time I got my luggage, got home, I'd be home by noon for a 12:30 game. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. you kind of do some crazy stuff like that for sure. Like the like I was a little you know concerned if you get layovers or connections. Like I was leaving Albania and you know the five thirty five thirty a.m. flight you know up at three in the morning. Yeah, to, uh, <laughs> fl- fl- fly to Rome, have a layover, get delayed two hours, and uh, you know finally make it home at you know walk in my door about six o'clock. But you know you you just got to take those early flights because uh it gets worse as the day goes on so you know just uh making home you do it you know red eyes whatever you got to do to get home for what you need to you know yeah you flew uh for so rome to back to michigan direct or did you have another connection no but right into detroit oh wow so yeah wasn't too bad you know like nine hours then you got the jet lag and Oh. Yeah, you know, you, you go over there for two weeks and, you know, the first week you battle uh, the time change and then you finally get adjusted and then you come home and you're uh, all <laughs> you're screwed up again. again you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I was going to say, I, I was fading pretty good on uh, Saturday afternoon, but, uh, you know, a couple adult beverages picked me up and got me back. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the best experience I've ever had with jet lag thus far. When I got there, like I stayed up till like two in the morning. So it was like, you know, eight or nine back here. So it was like, I went to bed super early, but I was already exhausted from a really long day anyway. So I was like, okay. 
Um, Cause like the few times I've like the few times I've gone overseas, I've always like taken a nap and that's always fucked me. And I was like, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to give in. I don't care. And, uh, and it, it, it ended up working out. So. Yeah. Go, going there, you have to, you have to battle through it and stay up and then coming back is usually a little bit easier, but that's more for me. Like I haven't, uh, you know, Tom, you got, you got a bigger, bigger territory than, than I, I got to cover. We don't, uh, we haven't hit Europe yet. Yeah. So we're still, <laughs> and we're still, we're still growing with that, you know, the younger, younger buck in, yeah, uh, that's in the right. field. But, uh, but yeah, eventually, eventually get over, over the pond and uh, make some of those trips. Yeah. The, you know, it's fun seeing uh, the different uh, cigar cultures, you know, like, you know, the traditional, like the UK and, and Spain, Italy, uh, Germany, you know they they they've had the cigar culture for a long time. So I, the last couple of years, I've got to spend some time in the Eastern Bloc, like Romania and and like I said, Croatia and uh, Albania this year. And to to see the cigar culture growing there has been pre- pretty fun. You know, because it's uh, definitely uh, 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 really a newer culture to those countries. So it's been a lot of fun to kind of go and. Uh, uh, get the questions and, and people really, uh, you know, want to learn about the products and, and, uh, you know, they're not so Cuban driven markets either. So it's really nice to go to those new countries and, and visit. That's awesome. Well, I know you guys have already kind of lit, uh, lit up. So I wanted to, um, uh, light up, uh, cigars well here. So I've got a couple of choices. Um, um, and, I wanted to uh, I wanted to put it to you guys. Uh, normally, I ask a guest, and usually when I have multiple guests, I always I always give someone the honor. But I, I'm maybe just like I said in the end, I I couldn't remember who picked last year, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you gentlemen to work together a little bit on the consensus here. So I and uh, I, I don't I'm not trying to start a feud here. I promise, uh, but no, I do, I do have even numbers uh, of odds uh, both sides. So rep, uh, representing United Cigars, I have uh, the classic firecracker. And a United uh, Maduro Toro, uh, which I've been smoking a lot, as you guys have known, following me on Instagram the last few days. We'll be talking about that here in just a little bit. And then uh, I've got also have the uh, Asylum uh, Meshuggah, uh, which was the exclusive you did last year for uh, for Cigar Dojo's uh, 10th anniversary uh, there, Tom. And then uh, another collaboration between you guys. This was from uh, I'm still working my way through it, believe it or not. Uh, this is from the first uh from the first stadium series, which we'll be talking about the unnamed, uh, the unnamed stadium series. There we go. But yes. But yes, the collaboration between United go, and Asylum. <laughs> go with the Meshuggah. The Meshuggah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've been, you've been uh, United out. You've been smoking United quite a oh, bit. Oh man, just the beginning, days. man. We got more days of this. Okay. <laughs> we true, got more true, days. True. Yeah. yeah. So give, <laughs> cleanse your palate a little bit with the, uh, with an asylum. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, you good with that, Tom? I want to light up the machine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, man, you. I, I don't. I don't sweat the little details, man. We're we're both on here and uh, want to be on here. So there's no no offense taken. Whatever you choose to smoke for me, man. All right, here we go. Um, this uh, I I've you know I've had a few of these and I've had you know I still have a couple saved back and everything. This was a really cool project that you did. Uh, Tom with the uh, the boys over at uh, over at Dojo, I was disappointed that they didn't go with the sixty gauge. They went with the, they went with a little under, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but still, nonetheless, a, a pretty good blend and everything. Uh, was that a fun project to team up with? Uh, was that was that your first kind of micro collaboration? I mean, I, I wouldn't call your collaboration with United that in the same class. That's that's different. Yeah. Um, yeah, really kind of a small batch. You know, I mean, obviously we've done a number of ones for some of the retail stores. Maybe they're 20, like we just did one with the uh, uh, we did an Aroa for the Newman's at uh, uh, Cigars and More in, in Illinois for celebrating their 25th anniversary. So, you know, we, we do a few of them, but this is our first one with the dojo. And, uh, you know, we had a good time kind of going through it and figuring out what they wanted to do and getting them some blends. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a good experience with, uh, with those guys. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, what's the small, what's the smallest run that you guys, uh, guys have done Oliver? Have you guys done something like with like one of your lounges, like the one, the guys down here in industrial or anything like that? Um, partner up on a, on a small run of anything. Whip. Yeah, we we haven't done a small small run, but we've done um, you know just some things through the on the selected side because it's a, that's our Atabay Lounge. But I, I mean, the smallest smallest run we did was actually this year with uh, working with Rojas on the Street Taco Elote Firecracker, mm. and that was um, you know sixteen count boxes limited down to maybe did 300 on that. So that was, that was a really short run, but kind of, you know, testing the waters for, for Cinco de Mayo and, uh, and, you know, working together for the first time. So that's, uh, you know, that, that was a fun, fun project though. How many, um, it seemed like, and maybe I'm just misremembering here, Oliver. It seemed like there were more that you guys, there were more firecrackers in the last, I guess, like 12, uh, 18 months than years past. Cause usually it's been like one or two a year, it seemed like there right. were more this year. Am I, am I, or am I just misremembering? No, no, no. Yeah. You're, you're on. So that was, I think basically because I just, um, you know, starting with United in, in 2016, late 2016, um, you know, that was the first real collaboration where it, it kind of started and bring it in into the, to the United portfolio. It was really once a year. And then there would be a, a relaunch for, uh, for the firecracker that was launched in, uh, in June for the, for the 4th of July. So after that, I just, um, you know, for, for me in the portfolio, I really fell in love with the United, obviously the, the flagship and then the firecracker and the firecracker turned into just a, a little pet project because we could do more collaborations with it. So, you know, we've done in the last, well, just this year alone, we did the, um, with Mickey Peg and, uh, you know, Frank over at, uh, at all saints with the St. Patrick's day firecracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the Rojas this year, and then we we just did the EPC Pledge, Pledge Firecracker. No, yeah, we just no, 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 no. Well, they they did the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance, yeah, the, yeah. We had the uh, the Pledge Firecracker. Uh, okay. That we just started shipping to uh, to retailers last uh, last week. So that'll that'll hit the shelves for actually started hitting the shelves um, already on Friday, and uh, and and then for the Fourth of July that'll be the uh, you know on on the shelves and ready for everybody. But um, and then we'll we'll do the uh, last run of the Foundation Firecracker this year and uh, and the Bandolero in the fall. Fantastic! A lot yeah. of a lot of firecrackers in 2023. It's yeah. it's a really it's a really great series. Uh, 
it's a really great series. I, you know, uh, I just, I just know one day we're going to see the, we're going to see the 90 gauge firecracker, right? Uh, Tom, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Three, yeah. We might have to change 90. the name from firecracker though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, that's the cherry bomb or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be a, that'll be a big boy. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what What's that big bomb? It's like a five thousand ton bomb or something. Uh, the military uses. They got a name for it. We could probably use something like that. Forget what the name is. But uh, uh, yeah, M- mother of all bombs or MOB or something. I don't know. What they call it something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep keep the same keep the same length. We'll go three and a half by ninety and we'll see. Three and a half uh, by ninety. <laughs> Well, we we all know we all know Coop would be all over it, so it'd be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Time you'll have at least one customer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All Isn't right. It, I mean, you you kind of changed the. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do credit. You, Tom, you started with you started to launch Asylum what early or mid uh, not mid 2000, 2010, 11, uh, 12, 12, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. But do you remember like? Yeah, remember back and I was I was smoking um you know the robustos at 50 ring gauge and it was like you know in your hand you're like man this is so big this is so massive and then anything bigger was just you know more that that novelty side and then I think you you know you just you'll know, bring it to market and and doing what you did with the the blends I mean changed everyone's perception and you know, obviously those are, I mean those are premium good cigars and um a, a 50 ring gauge now is like it's yeah. tiny. It's it is like one of my slowest selling sizes. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy, right? We're we're so off, and you know, I you, you know, you had obviously like Ernie Carrillo, uh, you know, who who obviously kind of brought the sixty ring gauge in, in, to play, and really was the first guy pushing the 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 sixty ring gauge, and everyone thought that was crazy, and. You know, again, you know, when we launched, there were a couple other. You know, Nick Perdomo did. Uh, uh, what, what what's his called the immenso, you the know, immenso years yeah ago, immenso, years yeah. ago and it was kind of before its time and then there was like the chief uh you know but it was yeah. 18 inches and you know very novelty at, at the time but uh you know and then when i came in you know when me and christian started this it was uh you know you had jfr and uh who switched to lunatic now and uh you, you had the uh grand habanos with george rico and um, they were doing seventies, but I just, just kind of saw that they were always out of stock. And so I said, Christian, I want to, you know, do these big ring gauges, man. And he's like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And I'm sure I've told this story. <laughs> I don't know. Podcast, it's still, it's still, by gra- it's still before, great. Right? It's still great though. Here we yeah. are laughing about it, but you know, 10 uh, plus you know, years later, he, he, he's just like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. You know, like he's more traditional and. Uh, I said, well, I, I already ordered the bands and stuff, so I, we, we got to order the molds and said, all right, we'll, we'll do it. And, uh, you know, here we are. And we'll, you know, be 11 years in a couple of weeks. Uh, and, uh, wow. you know, July 2nd will be our 11-year anniversary. And, uh, you know, still going strong, man. And, and amazing to see the big ring gauges in the European markets. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're working for us, you know. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, Tom, but let's let's dive into that. What's uh, tonight's uh, major point, which is always brought to you by the people. Yep, cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol Cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. 
Well, maybe it is. But behind the fun is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back from the original Protocol Blue to the latest release in the Lawman series. Phoebe Cousins' protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people. It's what their life's work has been and always will be about Power of the P, Protocol Cigars. Um, We're going to put a pin in uh, talking about uh, the European travel real quick because I I, want to bring up, I was at Westminster Abbey just a couple of days ago and that's where pretty 3000 people are buried there. This is, that's how, that's how crazy this is, including yes, Warren's one Sir Robert Peel, who's the, uh, the father of, uh, of uh, the modern police force, which of course the protocol guys have a cigar named after. And I took a picture of that and I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. I've, I forgot that he had been buried there. Of course, it's easy to forget 3,000 people. So, but yeah, Tom, that was something I wanted to to ask you, though. Um, kind of the last thing you brought up there was, uh, you, you, like you said, you, you, you guys have expanded into the European market and everything. Uh, what, and you, so the, the bigger gauge is, is picking up there too in a, in a, in a, in a emerging cigar culture as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and- Germany, France, I mean, the big green gauges sell very well there for us too, you know, so uh, even in more traditional markets, they've done well. So, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, obviously there's, you know, a, a lot of changes in the European markets recently with uh, the Cuban supply issues and uh, shipping everything into in, into Asia. And uh, so, you know, we've been very fortunate to capitalize on that and, and really start expanding in the, in, in the European markets. And, and so uh, there's lots of opportunity there, you know. That's great. I, I can personally vouch for the Cuban prices getting out of hand. I was in a shop um, <laughs> and that uh, that was that was ridiculous, um, which uh, made which made I mean, like they were the prices for uh, like your cigars, Tom. Um, were you know higher than what I'm used to paying in the American market for sure. Uh, yeah, but they were still not even close to 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 the Cuban prices. So that was that was pretty insane. Like that was just yeah, man. You know, like well, you know, in the UK, it's weight based. You know, so obviously, like the 70s don't do as well there as they would in some of the other countries because it's like 63 euros for a, a cigar we sell for 11 dollars here. You know what yeah. I mean? That's so, yeah, so the weight-based uh, doesn't do well for uh, the big ring gauge asylums. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking about, Tom, you know, like with, you know, Nick Perdomo's Immenso, and then obviously with Ernie, like putting out the inches and stuff like that. And like you mentioned, uh, George Rico, too. But you kind of you kind of normalize big gauges in a lot of ways, you know. Um, but, Oliver, you, you're not. You you guys are really adventurous too with some of this stuff. We we already talked about the firecracker, which is, you know, it's it's a far cry from a seventy seventy by seven. But I mean, it's it's not typical. You know, it's you got the unique wick and everything, so it's it's a unique smoking experience. Not to mention the Altalo cigar that you guys put out a couple of years ago. Is that still going in production? By the way, that's not that's not in production right okay. now. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that was a little test, little little fun project to to make a cigar with only stems to see what uh see what see what could come of it and um yeah it was i mean it was kind of you know mixed uh, you know all honestly mixed reviews because you'd have some and I, I was even you know on the fence with it too and i would smoke it because there was but it, it had like this peatiness to it but you just had to be really be ready for it and um and i think you know working with 
only stems, which sounds sounds crazy. Um, construction wise, I think um, you know, I, I think we nailed it. Um, the um, you know flavor profile is is uh, it was was unique and interesting, and it's uh, definitely a project that uh, you know we we're we're kind of playing with and seeing what seeing what happens you know in the in the future. But uh, but uh, yeah, not not a regular production right now. Um, what's been the most fun thing about kind of experimenting with some of those fun things? Because I, I mean, you did the Lancero under the United line too, which you wouldn't consider like again really extreme but it, it's the opposite of what tom's used to dealing with even though he's got a lancero too but um but as far as like some ex, you know experimenting with some of these blends the the partnerships that you guys have done for the firecracker and everything how, um um you know have i'm sure it's fun but like i mean how would you characterize it and the challenge to, to go along with it too yeah so I, th- I think for you know for for us on the the united side being um you know, still on the, on the younger side and, and, you know, capturing some more, you know, more of the market share and, and understanding the, you know, the blends and the, and the, and the brands we've in the last couple of years, we've done a lot of changes in just the, the, the visual of the cigar. So some packaging changes just to update everything, because you have some brands like La Giana, um, you know, coming up to, uh, you know, another anniversary, but a, a cigar that's uh, been around for, um, you know, nearly 30 years. And, and so that needed a facelift. United needed a facelift. So there, there've been a lot of changes on, on that aspect. So the, I think the, you know, the fun part on, on my end is kind of, you know, taking some of these brands and, and just kind of putting, um, you know, a little, little booster shot in them. Um, United just went through a reblend mm-hmm. uh, because we were, we were having some, some issues with the, you know, Brazilian Matafina just sourcing it and, you know, price wise, um, you know, lower yield on that plant. So we don't, uh, you know, you don't, don't get as much. It's a little, little higher cost. And, um, and then taking that cigar from the, the box press to the round, which is usually, you know, usually the opposite because a typical cigar is, um, you know, in the round and that's how it's, it's launched. And, um, you know, there's some cigars on the, on the market that do very well in, in box press. But when I was playing around with that blend, um, and at the time, <laughs> the first one, the first box press that we experimented with was the Aladino when we did the, uh, the cigar bar. And, um, and then we did the, the silver bar with Rocky. So box pressing a round cigar, it just kind of, you know, made me think about doing United in the round because again, for me, just in the, the feel, uh, the mouthfeel of it, um, round is just something that, you know, I gravitate to more than, uh, than a box press and, um, wanted to see what that was like. So, you know, I think again on the United side, it's it's really um, kind of ch- you're changing and, and adapting to 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 the market and uh, updating some things and and changing th- some uh, some of the products are around has been the you know the best part of it. Yeah, we talked we've talked about the rebranding that you did with United. It's an exceptional job you did with the United brands. Um, I've I've loved it. Um, I was I was going to ask though, like what um, you kind of just touched on a little bit there. Um, um, as far as the challenge of it, but like, what, what was the why, I guess, behind changing it from the box press to the round? You just, because you've, you like, you, it was just a little bit more normalized. Is that, if I understood you correctly? Yeah, a little bit. And then, so that, you know, it was really the running out of the, the Brazilian Matafina that was in yeah. the box press. So that, that was changing what the, 
you know what the flavor profile was on the on the box press. So when we had to kind of go back to not necessarily square one, but I, I just at the time I wanted to see what we could do. So just going down to the factory, we work with uh, you know with Jose Dominguez at the Tobacco Mahia factory. Um, so you know I was able to really get my hands on um, different tobaccos with them, and um, you know testing out some some different um, different stuff. We had, in the in the United in the round now we're using Dominican broadleaf, and that was just really really rich, really hearty. Um, and I wanted to kind of soften that with um, with this tobacco from Kiskea. And that was, had a little sweetness to it. So just kind of working with, you know, with different blends and, and that's what we ended up with. And, um, you know, the, the reasoning was really just the, 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 not necessarily inability, but just the consistency of getting, you know, some other tobaccos that were in the, in the box press, um, you know, maybe play around with new blends. And, you know, like I said, that when we saw what the difference was between a round cigar going to a box press, well, you know, I just did the, did the opposite. Um, and I think it worked out, uh, you know, worked out well, it's been well-received, uh, so far. We just, uh, we really just started shipping that, uh, last month and, um, it's been, it's been going well. So at the show, uh, you know, we're expecting some good things from it. Um, really have been enjoying the Maduro the last few days that I've been smoking. We're going to talk about that campaign in just a second, but I, I wanted to kick back to Tom, um, uh, as far as like changes in your portfolio too, we were talking about the story that you said that you've, you've told a couple of times about how Christian told you it was the dumbest idea in the world uh, to, to go with these big gauges and everything. Um, but another, another challenge that, uh, that you've kind of have kind of stepped into, and I'm really interested to get your take on this, Thomas, you know, the last few years, it kind of started with the seven, you know, the, the cigar that you celebrated with your seventh anniversary, which, yeah, you know, you've heard me say on the show, it's the best cigar you've ever made. Um, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, but uh, you're you're starting to that was the I guess that was kind of the first dip into the uh, I don't know how to characterize it. I'm not limited, really f- uh, li- limited uh, edition type stuff. I guess. Limited edition. But yes. And then like also kind of that that uh, I, I'm not a fan of this, the ultra premium space. I'm not a really big fan of the term, but yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that upper echelon, the, 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 the pricing and everything like that. And of course, we've all of us um, have seen kind of pr- prices gone up on everything, not just cigars and everything. But uh, um, but y- you've really kind of kind of um, started really taking some really cool risks with your portfolio um, and, 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 you know, going after these, these more rare tobaccos and everything. And that kind of has led to the big release this year, which is the, um, excuse me, Tom, make sure I get the pronunciation right. The, the, the sensorium, is that correct? Is that how you say yeah, it? Sen- sensorium. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that project. Cause that's something that's really exciting that this is a tobacco that, uh, Christian's dad has been growing or trying to grow for, you know, 40 years and just hasn't gotten some really great yield out of it. But uh, talk a little bit about um, the decision to kind of uh, break it out and then also put it into an asylum product, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man. You know, and we've started uh, some of our own farms also, you know, outside of the family farms, because I just think we need to expand in some different ways, uh, experiment a little more and, uh, you know, so we're using that Pinarino seed and uh, it, it, it's something that nobody really grows. And again, Christian's father's messed with it for many years. And, uh, you know, for us, again, it, this, this is a small project. Uh, you know, we're, we're 
keeping it very limited, trying to keep it to 100 accounts worldwide. Uh, so it's not like something we're looking to mass produce a, a million cigars a year or anything like that. It's it's very much a uh, a small project, but to 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 also you know let people know that we're not just a, a price point cigar company. You know, we we've worked very very hard for many years to put out good products and and. You know, a lot of days we get, ah, well, the big ring gauges are just, you know, value products and, and things like that. And, and you know, so for myself, I, you know, I don't take offense to it, but, you know, I want people to understand that, you know, we've been doing this a long time and, and, and you know, we can develop outside of just big ring gauge cigars and we can, uh, you know, make, make things that are rare we can make things that are, are different than what the market's doing because you know I, we, we we've always tried to find uh the spots that uh really are not existing you know what i mean like the the ogre was a barber pole candela nobody had one you know was, we we came out with the ogre and uh and that's a great brand for us so we, we always want to find the, those unique things that are a little different and, uh, you know, obviously the price point of this cigar, uh, you were supposed to have a package sent to you. So you, you, you should have had a couple of those today for you, but I'm going to have to talk to the office in the morning to see what happened because I, I shipped. The I mail has them. been really bad overall. Um, As, yeah, I had them shipped out. So you would have had a, had a few for today. Oliver, Oliver sent me a package. I think it took, uh, I mean, I got the email that he sent it. So I was, he wasn't bullshitting me. He sent it and it took, it took, it took a long time. I think it's honestly the mail tone. So yeah, yeah, no, that was promised to me. I'm sure it's on its way. So, yeah. So sorry, they didn't make it, but, uh, you know, it it just, you know, it's fun to, to, to really just kind of rebrand. I mean, you know, we're, we're, uh, cranking along with our, our normal production stuff, you know, the big ring gauge stuff is working and, you know, we did the nineties and, you know, we have the asylum 11 coming out, uh, you know, uh, shipping soon. Um, you know, and then we'll, we'll be displaying the, we don't have the blend done yet, but we always kind of display the new package. Uh, so at the show, you'll see the new packaging for the asylum 12 for next year, but, um, uh, you know, this project was just something we really wanted to do. It's it's rare product. And, you know, the retail is expensive. It's $50 for the 1118, $60 for the uh, 60 by six. Uh, but um, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, I mean, it hits the palate, right? It, it, it's got body. It's got spice. It, it, it's a really, really great blend, uh, balanced blend. Uh, that I think you'll really enjoy. I think it'll hit your palate very well, Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I felt much better when I seen Oliva launch a $300 cigar. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, ah, shit, man. Uh, 50, I'm, is, I'm, I'm good. Maybe Oliva's I undersold myself three. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Oliva's going after 300 I said, okay, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> yeah, I... I think what, and that was kind of my point. So I was like, I think what the seven proved and then the subsequent releases afterwards, like even the PCA exclusives are in that like near $20 18, price yeah, point, yeah, yeah. 18 to $20 price point module, depending on what state you're in and all that stuff, taxes and jazz. But I think what, what you proved with that was like, it's, I, we can make a big cigar that, that tastes phenomenal and is worth that kind of a, that, that dictates that kind of price point and you know when something's worth it 
you know, it doesn't matter what the name on the label is. It doesn't matter how recognizable it is. We're, and this is going to be a great transition point back to Oliver here for a second. It doesn't matter what, you know, you know, you don't have to be, a, have a name like Oliva. You don't have to have a name like yeah. Davidoff or something like that. It can be a phenomenal cigar. And if it is, then it, you know, it's worth it and stuff. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about trying them. Um, yeah, and we, you know, we originally did that because, you know, the, you know, if you're a, an everyday cigar smoker and you, you know, you smoke seven, $8 cigars, but you want to celebrate, you, you want to, uh, an accomplishment, uh, a wedding or what, whatever it is, you know, something at work where you want to treat yourself. The big ring gate smoker had nowhere to go. I mean, you had very few options mm -hmm. and, you know, so when you wanted to celebrate, but you like a 70 ring gauge, you just smoked a regular, you know, one of our regular production cigars or a regular lunatic or a CEO flathead or something like that. You know, if you like the big ring gauge, so, you know, I wanted to create something for, you know, people who really like the big ring gauge to celebrate with, you know, mm -hmm. to have something that's uh, in, in, in this, you know, premium, ultra premium side, you know, where they can, you know, where it's packaged beautifully, they can get a great cigar and, and, and just uh, celebrate with, with something different than just the everyday asylum, you know. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Like I said, I'm really excited to try it. And it's something that's really going to, I think, I think it's going to, it's going to change the market uh, again for, for big gauge cigars. I, I you know, I'm, that's kind of my hot take is I, I really, I really think that you're uh, the precursors to it leading up to it, Tom and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. Um, so I, I mean, obviously you are too. Uh, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it, taking this risk, but <laughs> I'm feeling it too. But, but I mean, Oliver, just to, go back to you like this is some this is a space that you're you you had to you know with selected tobacco i mean this was a challenge you felt you feel well now it's home but i mean at the time it was probably right, right, very right. difficult uh you know talking about a brand that you know not many people had heard of uh and now atabay is is so you know and byron for that matter is so it's so out there like with you guys releasing the alfonso last year it wasn't Hey, here's another expensive cigar. It was like, here's the next chapter. That's what it right. felt like. Um, how, I mean, how did I mean how has that gone over the last year with this this newest line from you guys on select on the selected side? Yeah. So and and humbling that you say it's um, you know, that, that's kind of home you know, on uh, on the selected side because when I, you know, again, starting in, in 2016 with with United, Adam and Byron had kind of been on the on the market for for a few years. It was in the United portfolio in 2012. It was on the market, um, you know, prior to that on the on the West Coast. <clears throat> but when I started, and uh, you know, not literally, but I mean, I was almost laughed out of you know a lot of a lot of retailers because the name was unknown and the price point was something that and and this two specific names came up almost every single time I was in the shop, and it was like. That's Padron. That's Davidoff. You know, those are the high price. You know, we're you know we don't we don't need to sell this. We don't we don't want this. And and it, look, I'm I'm one that's more about building a company on on family and relationships. And the ones that you know said that in a nice way and nice as nice as they they could, um, I still want to you know do business with them. Others that you know really made it offensive. Um, you know, they have to have to work towards towards building something because you know in the end at the end of the day. Um, you know, you have to be happy with what you're doing, and I want those relationships to, you know, to to continue and, and to and to grow. So, 
um, being in that space originally was was a big challenge. And I think you know what you know for for us what happened was the the cigar itself really just kind of stood its ground. So I I really just introduced it to people. Um, I thought it was a, a fantastic cigar, and I was the same way when I first sat down and learned about Atabay. Um, coming from the Las Vegas market, where we were selling Macanudo Portofinos on the cigarette hostess trays for $20 a piece, but we had a captured audience, so they had to pay that. But that was offensive, and that was a high price. So, you know, we, we've, we've kind of, you know, built, um, you know, and, and, you know, United kind of grew with more of that luxury line. And now when we're kind of introducing our more approachable lines uh to you know to to the retailers the ones that even even carried uh you know and are carrying Atabay and Byron they're they're surprised that we have these other lines and when they look at the portfolio we're you know we're 20 lines deep um you know 200 plus SKUs and you know we can offer something from two dollars all the way up to, to 75 so um you know jumping into the you know that and again that I guess that luxury um, higher end uh, price point, um, yeah, it can it can be a challenge because people will definitely judge the cigar not only on its smokability but price point. I mean, there are, there are a lot of reviews out there for Atabay and Byron that will say um, it was you know a good cigar and it could have been you know our number one, but based on the price point, blah 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 blah. So the price point's a big factor. So yeah, I mean, Tom, mm-hmm. you're you know you're you're jumping in. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you, you know what you're doing, you, you, you're excited, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a different, um, you know, it's a different market, but it's, it, look, the pool's massive. So, you know, and I can't even say we welcome everybody, but it's, it's, I think it's good. It's good for the, for the market. It's good for manufacturers. It's good for the consumer, uh, the retailer, um, everyone's much more educated, uh, on the consumer side be it at, at any level, uh, people are looking for, for quality. So they'll pay the price um, if if the the tobacco and the the construction justify it. But there's there's definitely a, a market for it, and it, you know it's funny because we even though we you know we have you know part of that that segment in our portfolio, what we did over the last couple of years was actually we transitioned the the other way, right? We we brought out the La Mexico Cubana uh, box of fifty, and those those retail for five uh, five ninety nine. Um, you know, and then we have we have a large ring gauge uh, as well in our eye tower. We have a six by sixty, a seven by seventy, right in the eight nine dollar range. And um, and then, but you know, on the other side too, we just came out with Red Anchor last year, and we're um, launching three additional sizes this year, right around the you know twenty to thirty dollar range. So um, you know, we're we're a little little all over the map, and you know, like I said, something for for everybody. But it's a uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting segment of the market when you when you start going past that twenty dollar range. Well, I mean, this is, you're going to have that kind of that spread too, Tom, at this point, like when, once Sensorium kind of hits the shelves and everything, you're going to have yeah. that al- almost that not, not $2, but I mean, I mean, what's your, what's your lowest price cigar now? Our, our bundle, the schizo bundles are, you know, $4, $4. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, so four to 60. So yeah, you're going to be across yeah. that, that space too, which is, you know, that, that really allows so many on both y'all's ends that, that, that creates so many opportunities for, for so many people to get introduced to everything, which is cool. Yeah. And I, listen, I, I look at it this way, you know, uh, it, it, again, 
you know, we have brands out there that have been established for long periods of time, like Davidoff and, and uh, you know, Padron and the, you know, Fuentes and, and Opus. But, you know, if you look back, it, Padron didn't start out with 1926s and 64s in limited editions. You know, they had their cafeteria cigars, thousand series. You know, Fuente didn't start with Opus X. You know what I mean? So you build up until your com- you know, till your company can, uh, you, you know, t- till you have some a brand, and 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 then you're able to experiment in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 again, you know, we're just trying to do our thing in our way, and and. Again, you know, like Oliver said, they started the opposite direction. You know, they started at a, at, at a more uh, ultra premium price and now they're introducing because they want to expand their market. Right. So, you know, we're all doing things to expand our market, make sure, you know, we, we have something for everybody, whether it's flavor wise or price point wise, you know, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's great. I mean, you know, to me, the, the, the end consumer has such a variety and new things that uh, that they can like and you know we hope they stick we we, we hope people enjoy them and and and, and understand where the passion and, and and you know why we made this cigar you know why we're not just doing it to make it a 50 dollars cigar we wanted to come out with something that's unique and, and and different from anything we've done before so you know that, that that's our goal and and we continue to try and uh you know, find, find new, new, new markets for us, you know? Well, I mean, that, and that's, that's, what's really great about the, the lower end market too, is it kind of, it kind of keep what, you know, quote unquote, keeps the lights on a little bit. Cause I mean, what do you guys uh, on the lower side, what, in terms of volume, maybe not, maybe not actual dollars and cents at, at the end of it, but volume, it's, it's gotta be what three to one compared to like the next highest skews in your, in y'all's portfolio. Like your lower end stuff, like three to one, four to one. Uh no, no, not for not for us. Okay, you know, for for me, uh, the the asylum seven, the seven seventies are our number one seller out of everything. Vol- and volume, that's volume too. Volume, oh uh, wow, yeah, e- everything. So you know, seven seventies for us. Again, we've we have we we have the blessing of being branded right and, and as. Uh, a big ring gauge company, but sometimes it, it hurts us in the sense that people don't always realize we make other sizes. We make <laughs> traditional sizes, you know, but uh, yeah, for, for us, it, it really is amazing. I mean, to, to go through our portfolio and see uh, that the seven seventies are the number one uh, volume size cigar that we make is it outsells the schizos and everything. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But and our skittos yeah, well, are, are a higher price point for the mixed filler, you know. Um, you know, we, we we don't so much compete in that marketplace well with, with the uh quorums and things like that because our price is quite a bit higher. But you know, we we still do a lot of those cigars, you know, we still make a million plus schizos a year, just uh even though they're higher price point in that market. So uh, because I think the quality is very good. I mean, the Maduro is a fantastic cigar, you know, uh, for the price point, it's hard to beat. Yeah. What were you going to say, Oliver? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was just gonna say, I think, I think, you know, and, and Tom with, um, you know, with, with your lines too, you're, you know, it's not, it's not like a, uh, you know, big discount cigar. So when you're looking at, you know, when you're looking at some cigars in your, in your portfolio, 
that are on the lower end, you know, for numbers wise, like, what, you know, what do you sell more of? And if it's not a, you know, heavy discount, you know, catalog online product, that volume isn't going to be as massive, um, you know, on the, on, because on the, on the retail side, you know, we move, uh, you know, some of our, our classic, which is our bundle, you know, lower end cigars, the volume's moving, but you know, what I was saying earlier is that the, the consumer is much more educated and they're in, on the retail side. They're, they're looking for more of the quality. They have their, their everyday cigar. And then you still have the guys that are still coming in and grabbing bundles or grabbing, you know, boxes of something that's a little on the lower end. But, you know, for us, um, you know, the, you know, our, our higher ends, when we're going through, you know, quite a bit of the, uh, I mean, the, you know, the, the production of Atabay and, and Byron and, um, you know, fortunately for, for us as well, Nelson's increased that, you know, that production where it started out with Atabay, just like it, it did with uh, Alfonso Añejo, which we launched last year in the, the grand selection, which we'll launch this year. They started at 200 boxes per, per size. So it was a very small production, but that just goes through. And then over the years, it, he, he's increased everything, which is, you know, to our, our benefit and, you know, everyone's uh, benefit because we can get out more, but um you know, stick wise, as long as I think you, you know, you, you keep true to, to what your, you know, your, your mission is. And, uh, you know, it's not just dumping out product, you know, as fast as possible. You want, you want quality out there and, um, and, you know, and, and then everything else will fall into place. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break here um, and uh, break it up with one of our favorite segments here that uh, has become here on uh, Ellis Fumar Takes is, is our United Cigar Presidential Trivia segment. So let's uh, uh, don't worry, guys, it's multiple choice. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of fun here. So, of course, this uh, segment is always brought to you by United Cigars, uh, featuring La Giana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, the Firecracker, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron, and now Alfonso lines from Selected Tobacco. Smoke one today and start living united. Uh, so this uh, question is obviously about presidents. This is something that Oliver and I came up with Um and uh, has been a huge hit. We do it on this show, and then we obviously do it on Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition, where Coop comes up with crazier and crazier questions to try and stump me on it. But I get to turn the tables on my guests on my show. But I make it easy. I give everyone multiple choice. So this is uh, this is about Father's Day. Shocker. We're celebrating Father's Day. We're going to get into some more father stuff here in a little bit. But uh, um, it, this one's a pretty uh, should be a, an interesting point of discussion. So which president... Which U.S. president turned Father's Day into a national holiday? Was it A, Abraham Lincoln, B, Richard Nixon, C, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, or D, Calvin Coolidge? Which U.S. president turned Father's Day into a national holiday? (laughs) Tom, you want to take a crack? No cool, completely guessing, Uh, but I, 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 I... I'm gonna go with uh, uh, who was B? I'm sorry, Richard, Richard Nixon was B. B, and then uh, what was Lincoln, Nixon, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Cool, Franklin so Roosevelt, Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Roosevelt. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is Tom's guess. All right, Oliver, you got a guess? Or are you gonna guess um, the same? Or? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, no, I'm gonna have to guess something different. Uh, just to make it make it fun, uh, yeah, it, it's a, a complete guess. Let's say 
how long is Father's Day? I think Father's Day has been around that. Maybe it has been around that. I'd, I'd say Nixon. I'll go with Nixon. Richard Nixon is the correct answer. 1972. Oh, com- complete bullshit. You set up the segment with Oliver, man. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, I was trying to think. Damn it, Oliver. I would have given you guys a hint too, so I, it would have elim- it would have eliminated one of the one of the one of the people off of it. If uh, uh, I should have I should have asked if you guys wanted to hit because I was I was fully prepared to give you guys a hit. It was actually the first celebration, uh, the first recorded celebration of Father's Day was in 1908. Uh, it was by uh, a young woman who was oh, wow. the daughter of a Civil War um, general. Her name was Sonora Smart Dodd uh, in West Virginia, no less. But uh, Calvin Coolidge was like the first president to actually talk about father's day but it was actually signed and made into a national holiday in 1972 by richard nixon so um lincoln was uh lincoln was thanksgiving for those at home who want to talk about national holidays signed into oh that's a good one because i love thanksgiving yeah (laughs) so uh while the civil war was going on emancipation all that other stuff you know let's make thanksgiving a national holiday that's right let's do that hell yeah take a day off yeah so um but this is this is an here's an interesting here's an interesting stat for you guys. Okay, um, I I'll give you I'll give you guys a hint on the top thirty holidays celebrated in the United States. Okay, the top thirty. Okay, do you think Father's Day is in the top half or the bottom half of that list? Bottom. Uh, uh, the uh, the holidays just celebrated. Yeah, are, are you the most like, celebrated. Uh, yeah, and, like. And how do you how do you how are you quantifying that? How do you are you saying dollars? I, you like, know, spent? oof, that's a really good point. Um, I I would say just I I'm not sure the quantification mark on the on the the list that I looked at. Uh, I, actually, I looked at a couple of lists. Um, I'm not sure what the quantifying point was. I'm probably the way I'm guessing is just like. Most recognized, most like you know, something is done on that day. Probably, probably, probably money. Economics has to go into it as well. Um, I would I'd assume. I'd have to because I mean, if you say top one hundred, I didn't even know we had that many holidays. So I'm I'm gonna have to say top. Well, it's top thirty. I said in the top thirty is in the oh the top bottom. thirty. Yeah, top thirty. <laughs> I heard top one hundred. I'm like one hundred. Um, <laughs> no, top, no top thirty. So is it in the top fifteen or the bottom fifteen? So, I'd say the top top fifteen. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, I think the bottom fifteen. Yeah, it's actually the twentieth. Tom's right; it's the bottom of fifteen. Wow. Uh, any guesses if, no on Mother's Day? On Mother's Day is Mother's Day on the top of the fifteen or the bottom of the fifteen? So Mother's Day is probably above that. Yeah, I, I, I think Mother's Day is on the top because I think you know, like I said, we m- mothers get fancy gifts. We get coffee mugs and hats. <laughs> yeah, coffee mugs and, uh, and ties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It is. It, oh, it, 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 Mother's Day is actually in the top ten. Mother's Day is wow. Yes, Mother's Day is six. In most what, lists, it, I saw. It, Christmas number one. Christmas number one. Uh, Christmas Halloween number or Valentine's Day. Number Halloween, two. The Halloween is actually number. Halloween's number six. It's just in front number of Mother's six. Day. Yeah, yeah. I know it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, is Taco Tuesday in there. It should be, but no. It wasn't in so, the yeah, actually I was gonna say Arbor no, Day got, beats I, out Father's Day. How about that shit? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> in both lists I in all three lists I found. <laughs> Freaking plant a tree, bro. Plant plant a tree. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, Tom, I, I was gonna say for so because Father's Day you don't spend as much. 
Bear got a, a coffee mug. I got a hat. Did you have to pay for your lunch, or was that paid for? No, my kids actually bought the oh, lunch. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're going. I mean, yeah, they gave me the, the look negative. like, Dad, you want right. to take care of this? I said, no. no, not today. <laughs> yeah. There you oh, go. Man. Yeah, no, yeah, it, our, crazy. Just crazy that is this. So crazy that Arbor Day beats out, you know, Father's Day. That was the that was the call. Although that was that was kind of a big thing growing up. I remember in school, like that was, you know, we were talking, you know, talking about it. We went outside, we, you know, planted a pine tree. And so maybe, I guess, because of the the towns and cities. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, you know, I think one of the factors, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, there's, uh, you know, in, in today's world, there's a lot of fatherless homes, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> uh, it could yeah, be I'm a sure factor. That has something to do. That yeah. sure says there's something to do with it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I wonder if it was in the top top half, uh, you know, at the beginning, whenever that list was created. Maybe it was in the top half when we just lost lost some ground. So we got some yeah. we got some work to do as dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we we're maybe we we're good in the seventies. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were like we were like disco back then, but you right. know, now we're out we're out of style. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to my kids. Yeah, <laughs> well, my my joke my joke was about Nixon was that you know a lot of people thought Nixon was really self serving obviously with the Watergate scandal and everything not to get too yeah. political either but he obviously did he actually did the Father's Day was a purely selfless act because at that point his kids were already grown he wasn't looking to get gifts from kids at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> hey, yeah, and, and, sorry, Barry. Uh, let me ask you a question real quick because you you have this like savant esque like knowledge and i know you you were you you were a history history major right mm-hmm. but what, what yeah. kind of what kind of pushed you into that into history and and just presidential knowledge and because i mean it's it's pretty amazing when coop asks you a question there's no there's no a b or c and, and and you're just breaking it down it's not even like a one word oh i think it's nixon i'm giving you i think it's nixon with an a b c d option what 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 kind of yeah. you know drove that you know that's a really good question. I I think I think U.S. The, I've always been fascinated by, uh, by the you know the forty the forty plus men who have who have taken the seat of the Oval Office. You know I, the, I it, you have to it, it, it's an unbelievable task that a individual sets out to doing it. First of all, to run for president. And second of all, to become president and to be to be president, you you you're, you have to be psychotic, you have to be fucking crazy, like everyone. Like that's not a political statement. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you are, Republican or Democrat, you're nuts. Because at right. any point, right. at any point, every day you wake up, every day you wake up, and every decision that you ever make, half the country is going to love you, and half the country is going to hate you. And you have to make decisions to be able to do that. And these individuals, I mean, they're like, like throughout history, like, like the, the, the men that have taken, taken the oath of office, Oliver, have just, they've proven to be some of the craziest people in the world. And like, they have some of the f- most fun stories. There's some of the most interesting people that you'll ever read about. I and mean, not to say that there aren't other interesting people. I've just always been fascinated by it. Cause like, like, how does, like it's different than like Steve Jobs, who was fucking crazy, or Albert Einstein, who was like an insane genius too. Like those are two individual, you know, 
like very interesting people who led interesting lives. And there's some crazy stories right there, but they didn't go about leading a country. They, you know, they went into their, they went into their craft and, and, and into their industry and, and did something. But these, these men were like, Hey, I'm going to make, I'm going to make hundreds of thousands of decisions throughout, you know, the next four to eight plus years. If you're FDR, and uh, I'm going to have half the country second guess me all the time. And, you know, it just, it's just, it's just a, they're just, it's a fascinating world and it's a little fascinating microcosm of our history that I've I've always loved. And, you know, listen, I think uh, obviously technologies and times have changed very much uh, throughout history, but, you know, I I, I think the uh, presidents in the beginning were very much men of conviction in Mm -hmm. in their faith and, and, you know, we're we're trying to make the world a better place. And, And I think today, uh, unfortunately, I don't think it really works that way anymore. I mean, there's flip-flopping all over the place. I, I don't see conviction. I don't, I don't see, uh, the, the same type of men are running our countries anymore, unfortunately. Well, yeah. I mean, you see, th- I mean, the, 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 again, taking, even, even taking politics out of it, the, the, the type of, the type of person or the, the, the type of policies that James Madison was setting compared to Richard Nixon is just, you know, mind, mind numbing. Right. Like, and and like, and it's, it's interesting. Like those two, those two characters in paralleled history, right? Like James Madison was widely criticized for, um, for his, his handling of the war of 1812. Right. And a man who is much maligned to be, he's argued as being one of our worst presidents because of the whole Watergate scandal and everything. But he, he got us out of Vietnam, which was, you know, an absolute, you know, political and social disaster, you know, from, you know, from, from a historical perspective. Right. And you ask, you ask any school child, like who's the better president. And I mean, I'll still say James Madison either way, but like, um, but it's a it's it's not there's there's no second guessing there's no yeah. second everyone's gonna say james madison james madison are you kidding me even yeah. though nixon did a lot of great things in his presidency that were actually to a really great benefit to this country but no one talks about it yeah and the you know listen the the, the wars are different fought differently today yeah. you know the, the, they weren't using fighter planes and uh nuclear powered submarines and and all the technology and the you know, the, 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 there wasn't a button to push that could end the end the world today, you know, back then. Right. So we, we had very, very different times. And now with social media, there's cameras everywhere there. You know, there, there's uh, it's a whole uh, it's probably much harder today than it was back then. I'd imagine with, with, with everything that happens, you know. Yeah, I mean, by the time news oh, yeah. got to you about the decision the president made, you're like, "Well, that was stupid. I wouldn't have voted for him." And you've already voted for him two months ago. So yeah, no, no it, it, it was different. It was a lot different. Yeah, no, no. To your point, I mean, there, there, there are cameras everywhere. Everyone, you know, it's on your phone, so people are pulling out cameras. So you have to watch what you're doing on a daily basis at a young age, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're they're pulling stuff from when when some of these guys are in. Uh, you know, high school and college. So, yeah, I, I know I can't, I can't run for any political office. 
don't think anyone on this panel can at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's funny because my, you know, my son who just graduated has ambitions, you know, to uh, go into politics someday, possibly, or uh, Supreme Court justice uh, track. And, uh, you know, I tell him every day, listen, watch, watch what you're doing on social media. Watch what you're saying. Why, you know, yeah. everything you do is, is tracked today. So, you know, if that's a real path you want to take, you, you have to, you know, really be, be aware, you know. But on all fronts, like not yeah. even uh, not only political, my you know my son's going to uh, and and Bear going to Franklin Pierce, one of the uh, most recognized and celebrated presidents. Um, no. uh, <laughs> but he's got, you know for for baseball, and he has to watch what what he does. He can't have, and it's not even his posting. Is if if he's at a party and someone takes a picture of of him doing something that he shouldn't be doing, that can get back to the the coach, and that can affect his scholarship. So it's a, yeah, it's a different world that these kids are, are living in now. We had at weddings, you remember the, you know, you go to your friend's wedding, there was the wind up camera. Yeah. So it's like, hold on. Oh, let me get this. I'm going to wind it. Let yeah. me hold the button down for the flash. And then let me take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a different, different world. These guys. Now you can take a, now you can take 4k video of, of someone being an ass, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. think about it. It was over, it was over a decade ago, the Michael Phelps thing, you know, where he was smoking a bong, you know, with the, with university of Michigan paraphernalia. Yeah. It was a huge deal. Yeah. Like, that's been forgotten yeah. now, except for I brought it yeah. up, of course. But, you know, but right. that was, <laughs> you know, right. you're on a campus that has something called hash bash for the last, <laughs> I don't know how many years, you know, most of my life. So, uh, you know, it, it and that and wasn't was, a dig at your state, by the way, Tommy. Yeah, like, no, no, no. But it's just <laughs> funny that it was Phelps, right? Because it's like the campus holds this big, you know, maybe the Ann Arbor doesn't, uh, the, the university doesn't do it, but it's held on the campus, you know, and a bunch of kids smoking weed on uh, whatever day it is. I, 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 they don't even do it on 420, but, uh, you know, uh, it's funny that, uh you know, it's such an open thing in, in, in a campus, and then they, uh, you know, then they bust the guy for smoking dope for, you know, swimming. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now, if you're on a campus and you smoke a cigar, now you'll be looked at as the bad guy. But if you're not part of that 420 rally, then you're, you know, you're the you're the one that's ostracized. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like a yeah. Different. A different yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Way different. <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> so well i know yeah, we got a little off track but that was yeah. our uh presidential trivia segment brought to you by united cigars uh uh united cigars featuring la giana event distributors of jose dominguez bandolera Garofalo, the firecracker and the highly acclaimed out bay byron and now alfonso lines from selected tobacco smoke one today and start living united um Amen. so uh that brings brings us into a subject that I wanted to. Uh, I thought we'd talk about this. So I know that uh, people have probably been paying attention to uh, my uh, media, my social media posts. Speaking of cameras being everywhere and everything, um, social media posts the last few days. So we started we started a campaign on Flag Day, um, Oliver. You uh, you this is an idea I came to you about, and uh, it's been uh, it's really fun. And we're we're not even halfway through it. I'm really excited to keep continuing and everything, but. Uh, the idea was uh, Flag Day, which Jay Davis asked about Flag Day, not in the top 30 of most celebrated holidays. Um, 
but Flag Day is June 14th, and from June 14th, Flag Day, to our nation's Independence Day of July 4th, which is in the top five most celebrated holidays, um, is exactly 20 days. It's actually 20 days. And there just happens to be 20 United Cigars in a box of United Cigars. And I got a great idea that it would be really awesome to get a box of United and celebrate those 20 days, uh, uh, taking one of, honestly, one of our least known holidays, uh, which is very important to our country, you know, the, uh, you know, our, our flag becoming official. It's also the birthday of the U.S. Army, P.S., and uh, celebrating for the next 20 days to our nation's Independence Day. So I've uh, been smoking a uh, United Cigar each day and posting about it with patriotic quotes and everything. Got to start across the pond in the UK. So that was kind of funny. I, I thought about doing some kind of thing, something with tea and everything. It just kind of felt disrespectful. <laughs> um, but I did buy a shirt, though, gentlemen. I am really excited about it. I'm going to sport it. Uh, hopefully it comes before the end of this. But uh, whether it does or not, I was talking about the mail being terrible. Um, I was really nervous. Oliver sent me uh, some United cigars. Uh, he sent it to me two weeks before I was supposed to depart on my trip, and it got here two days before I left. So I was getting real nervous. Man. Uh, and uh, but the T-shirt I got uh, is is awesome. It says, "I like my coffee black and my tea in the harbor." So I'm, I'm <laughs> rocking good. that. Where one. you didn't get that in London, did you? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it was mail order. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sporting. I'm going to be rocking that here soon. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so we're, uh, we're smoking United Cigars for, for the next 20 days uh, from, uh, from June 14th all the way to July 4th. And uh, just, uh, you know, talking about uh, some, some great tidbits in history and, and, and celebrating this nation and everything. So Oliver, I appreciate uh, you uh, taking my crazy idea and running with it and everything, but uh, um, wanted to kind of give you the floor to talk about, um about the United brand a little bit more. I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but why, um, why um, this brand, which, you know, it's, it's not owned by the American people, but it's certainly a brand that carries the stars and stripes and the colors and everything. So you, you've, you guys have put a point of pride into it to, to kind of, uh, to kind of represent it that way, which is something I've always appreciated. So I, I wanted to give you the floor to talk a little bit more about the brand. Yeah. So I, I think, um, and, and first of all, thank you for coming up with the uh, with the concept, with the idea. I think you know that first phone call is like absolutely, I'm on board. It's a brilliant idea. Which you know, I had I had thought of it, and we've been running it for uh, you know for 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 years now. But um, it's definitely something you know I'd love to love to continue. It's it's smart, um, and it just it brings more awareness that uh, you know we the flag should be celebrated more. But um, and so so I think for the the United line. Um, itself, the, you know, the flagship, the, the company was formed in 1901. So when you go back in history, um, you know, United Cigars has been around for, for quite some time. Uh, they built, you know, that company built it up to over 3000 locations across the country. Um, and then everything kind of dissolved in the, in the sixties. And, uh, and then when we picked it back up, um, you know, picked the, picked the name back up and, uh, and the branding, but, you know, for me, I just wanted to put a little more focus on it and redid the the packaging and, and love the stars and stripes. Uh, wanted to keep that that theme going and and just kind of make it uh, not necessarily more more patriotic. I mean, there there are you know there there are some other you know, brands out there and um, there are other um, you know people that that have either served or um, you know are, are first responders or um, you know that's that's kind of their 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 stronghold on the brand. But for 
you know, for United, I really wanted to, you know, again, just focus on the, not only the name, but, you know, tying it into, um, you know, the American flag and the Americana, I, you know, I'll, even on social media, I'll, if I see a flag waving, it just, it, 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 it means something uh, to me. I see a wave and it just, it, it kind of, you know, hits, uh, hits me a certain way. So I'll, you know, I'll post the flag uh, just by itself on our, our social media, just for, um, you know, for the, for the state I'm in and uh, you know, I'll say thank you. And um, I think where, where we kind of took that, that turn uh, to, to celebrate what the flag stands for, uh, because it, again, not again, not to be political. The flag represents our ability to represent represent both sides or any side. Yeah. Uh, it gives us the ability to to have discussions. Uh, it gives us the ability to to say, "I'm, you know, this is what I believe," and and someone you know right across from me may not believe that, but it gives us the ability to talk about it. And men and women have sacrificed um, lives and time and family and friends for. Um, you know, to defend it. So for, for the United line, I had a, I had a friend that actually gave me uh, a star that had been cut out from a U.S. flag um, now, probably about I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Um, and I, I always held on to it and it, it, it was something special because he was a, a retired uh, Marine and uh, you know, gave me, gave me that just, uh, you know, bring awareness and, you know, saying thank you and, um, so I, I, I think it was just now about two years ago, I reached out to the foundation that, that started that, and that was stars for our troops and flags will be sent to them. We, they'll, the vets will cut out the, the stars from the flags and they put them into, into baggies and we donate back to the foundation and then they'll send us the stars. We send those down to the Dominican and we put those into every single one of the United cigar boxes just again to to just bring awareness to and and a thank you to to vets and, and first responders and you know our, our men and women that are, are currently serving as well. Um, so the you know it was not that it was a no brainer, but I think the you know the name uh, United Cigars and and the, the you know the stars and stripes that are on there just uh, it was a it was a, a proper tie in. So we uh, you know and and I know for the the company itself, we're um, I'm working on a couple projects for for next year that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do a little bit more as well. It's a really cool foundation and it's a very, I really love the sentiment behind it too. For those, Oliver, just a real quick clarification, since you know a little bit more about the background of it, a uh, quick clarification for most people who may think that, you know, might, this might be considered desecration of the flag. It's not. Um, why, why is this, uh, why is this foundation existing? Why do they cut out the stars and, and, uh, and, and why is, why is it okay? Uh, so, so to speak. So it, it is, I mean, they're, they're, they're vets. It's, um, you know, the foundation starts for our troops, our, our troops. Um, you can go check them out. Um, as far as, you know, the desecration, we, we look at the, you know, even, even the burning of the flag is not, you know, you're not supposed to burn the flag, but if it, if it touches the ground, then to give it a proper, um, you know, burial, so to speak, you can, you can burn it, but cutting out the stars, uh, from what, what they've, they've told me is not desecration. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's actually, you know, paying tribute, um, you know, to the flag and, and keeping, you know, keeping it going. So, um, you know, when I, when I learned about that, I, I thought it was, you know, and again, it's a very small um, way to say thank you to them, but, um, but I, I, it was, it was important to us. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a great foundation. So we're just, we're able to support the vets that are, are there, um, you know, cutting out the stars and, uh, you know, doing, 
uh, doing their part and, um, and then bringing awareness by having that in the boxes. Yeah, it's, it's important to know that while they take monetary donations too, and I'll, I'll be posting this in the chat uh, here in just a second, and then also in the show notes later, um, the, the, they do take monetary donations. The flags are donated. This is important. These the are flags. flags that, are yeah, this they don't manufacture flags just to cut up. Uh, these are flags that are retired. Like you said, if it touches the ground or is uh, if if the flag is discoloration, lot, discoloration, torn to shreds. Think if torn, it's right. yeah, it needs to be you know it needs to be retired uh, so to speak. And and the only way to get rid of it is to to burn it. But on with each of these stars, it and uh, in, in in these in the boxes of United and and with the stars for our troops uh, as well, it comes with a simple message, which is I am part of our American flag that has flown over the U.S. of uh, United States of America. I can no longer fly. The sun and winds cause me to become tattered or torn. Um, please carry me as a reminder that you are not forgotten, um, which is very powerful. Uh, and I love that that message accompanies those stars. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's part of every box, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, thank And thank you for bringing, uh, bringing that to the attention of, uh, you know, everyone it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's subtle, but um, you know, it's, it, we just hope somebody grabs it just like I did. They put it in their, their pocket, their wallet, their purse and uh, carry it with them. And, um, you know, hopefully get back to the, the foundation as well. Absolutely. Wonderful. Check it out, starsforourtroops.org. I'm going to go, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and post it in the chat and then I'll be in the show notes later. And uh, uh, feel free to donate either a flag or, or some small uh, uh, some small monetary means. This is a great organization. Uh, I support, you know, as everyone here on the uh, on the show knows, I'm a big supporter of our veterans. My father was a veteran. Spoke to him today, Father's Day, of course, which was real nice. And uh, um, uh, the... Uh, uh, I'm actually sending, and the card that I sent him for Father's Day, I actually sent him one of the stars, Oliver, that uh, that oh, I got from the boxes. So I, I hope he uh, treasures it uh, the way that uh, uh, you treasured your years from the from from your friend giving giving it to you just years ago and stuff. So cool stuff. Um, well, fantastic. Well, um, wanted to uh, kind of transition this a little bit into our our next segment, of course, which is our. Um, Asylum moment. So uh, I I love I love this particular but I'm, uh, this particular segment. But I'm gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a different spin this time um, on it. So, but uh, it is of course sponsored by Asylum Cigars. Uh, refuge is more than just a physical place. It can be a state of uh, mind. Some of life's greatest reflections can be found in our own personal asylum. Moments like these were made for Asylum Cigars. So light up an asylum and choose your refuge. Um, John, both of you all have been on since we've had this segment, obviously. Um, and so it's it's mostly been about like that that private moment, you know, while cigars are very communal based, um, it's always, you know, cigars also have that really nice that can be that kind of that give us that refuge uh, by ourselves sometimes. Um, and so I gave a lot of thought to this and I wanted to put a little bit of a spin on our asylum segment this, uh, this week, because, Oh, I knew we were going to talk be talking about sensorium and on the Alfonso as well. Like these are cigars that are, you know, earmarked for, for celebration, right? Like, uh, uh, they're not the, the, the so-called daily smokes or whatever. Um, but so I wanted to ask you guys this question. Have you ever earmarked a cigar, um, for a celebratory moment? And, 
um, that either did or did not come to fruition? And what was that moment about? And why did you pick that particular cigar? So um, I wanted to put that to you guys. If uh, and um, yeah, like I said, I, 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 it came to thought just because I knew we'd be talking about sensorium and the Alfonso lines and stuff. And I thought it'd be a nice little different take on this particular segment this week. Yeah, go, go ahead yeah. and start, Oliver. Oop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So one that didn't? You, either one. For yeah. Free license here, man. You, you can tell, if, yeah, however, whatever story you want to tell. It's, it's... All right. All right. Well, so so I'll I'll say I'll say one that one that just kind of um that I that I was I was holding I ended up getting into it before uh the event but I was holding um there were there were two it was actually two two Cubans but uh Oyo de Monterey double coronas and um I was I was holding them for when my I was living in Vegas at the time and I was I was holding them for when you know my I was actually a friend that was supposed to supposed to come out and had, had gone through a hard time and he was going to come visit, but, um, you know, then, then couldn't come out. I said, look, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke it uh, you know, for you. And, um, uh, just know that I'm thinking about you. I ended up smoking it at, uh, at this, it was, it was like a jazz club in Vegas called, uh, uh, Bix, um, lounge. And they had this three piece jazz band. And I think, you know, one, it was, it was a fantastic cigar. And I think in the moment and, and everything, it just, um, it really kind of took that, you know, I was, I was surrounded with, you know, with our, some of our friends that, that, uh, that he knew and we were kind of celebrating, you know, uh, celebrating him, he, he obviously still, still around, thank God, but, um, you know, celebrating him. And I actually, I smoked that cigar and it was such a, a, a great time. I ended up going back and, uh, and getting the second one and I ended up smoking both of them that night. And, um, and it was, it was just, it, it I don't, you know, it could have been, um, I think it was the, it was the moment, it was the environment. It was, it was everything that just kind of, um, you know, made it, uh, um, such a memorable moment because that was, that was back in 97. Um, and it still just kind of hits me today that I remember that, that moment, like it was, um, you know, like it was yesterday, but it was, uh, kind of a celebration of, of him and, and, and our friends and, you know, it turned in from, uh, or it turned from one, uh, one cigar to be smoking both of them for, uh, for both of us. <laughs> that's awesome. So 97, that's back when Cubans were, were not atrociously priced and actually still really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't crazy. <laughs> the time it was probably crazy, but um, like, <laughs> look, at, is everything like we were talking about history? If you look back, it's like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> Uh, that same cigar could probably cost you $120 today. So, Jeez, yeah. <laughs> which, um, which, you know, Hey, Oliva did 300. So it's not even half to, it's not even halfway to an Oliva at this point. So, that's right. That's right. um, yeah. So is it, is it really the, is it the cigar that's, um, that has the value or is it the, you know, the, the addition of, you know, some, some extra, you know, foil gold. Um, or, or whatever you put on the cigar. I, I actually haven't read too much into it. On, on Terry, if you're talking about the Oliva cigar, I know it'll be something yeah. special. They've been, um, I really like what they've been doing in particular uh, the last few years and stuff. Um, some of the cigars that they've been doing, bringing the Maduro to like to regular production. Um, I thought their uh, their anniversary cigar that they put out, that unique size was was really great. And that was actually a pretty good value too, because it wasn't, it certainly wasn't $300, but um I like what I, I like what they've been doing lately. Um, just 
and so I'm I'm interested. I I mean I I I can't say that I'll I'll be ponying up three hundred dollars myself for it, but I mean it's still it's 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 exciting to see what what their what their take on that that ultra super mega dope you know whatever <laughs> premium space is. I don't even know what to call it when it gets that high. Um, but um, but yeah, I I I I don't really know. Um, I'm sure that. I'm sure that the Tapacos have something to do with it, but also there's going to be at yeah. that point, there's going to be a presentation of some kind as well. For sure. So um, Tom, what about you? You know, man, I, I, I can't say that I've ever saved a cigar for a specific moment. Um, I'm not a real good saver. I'm a consumer. You know, I, 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 I like to smoke my cigars and, you know, I always set some aside, but I, I, I actually always find it more rewarding to give them away. Um, you know, when, 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 when I have, uh, you know, like I keep some of the sevens, the eights, uh, you know, and I have uh, someone who comes to my house and, uh, really enjoys, uh, cigars and, you know, understand them you know and they go through the humidor and they you know they want to pick something out and uh you know i just let them take them you know what i mean because for for me you know i have such opportunities to 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 smoke the cigars and you know i have a few uh you know that i've that i've had for for years and some are newer that uh you know, maybe uh, a friend passed away or something and there's something more sentimental to the cigar, but, uh, you know, I, I don't bring myself to smoke those or give those away. Uh, but you know, I, I tend to say, set things aside, but it, it just, you know, I've never set one aside for a specific goal or moment uh, specifically, you know, uh, I, I look you know, my, my sons like to smoke cigars with me now and, uh, uh, you know, so they take what they want and, uh, you know, I, I just tend to give them away. Like the cigars that kind of have more meaning to me that I save, uh, you know, again, I, I had, uh, you know, my son's graduation party yesterday and, uh, you know, all the family was there and friends and, uh, you know, one of my uncles, his, his, uh, uh, his son is in the, uh, is special forces airborne ranger. And, uh, you know, I just about a week ago, I got a call and said, hey, hey, Patrick actually likes to smoke cigars. So, you know, I put a humidor together and a, and a package that they're going to ship out to him now, you know, and I put, you know, try and put some special cigars in there for him, even though he's a little more, you know, novice cigar smoking. But him and his uh, buddies, when they have a chance to relax, like to sit back and smoke. So even if they won't really understand the cigar, I just it's for the appreciation of what those guys do, man you know yeah amen that's awesome um, yeah i i think i think it is you know tom you, you touched on it too we you know we sometimes you save cigars or um you know you hear a lot of people oh, i'm saving that box or i'm, I'm going to smoke it in another year and um but you have to um you know you have to enjoy them because you never know you know you never know what tomorrow is going to be right? yeah so yeah um you gotta you gotta smoke them and enjoy them and and sometimes you know, I've had, I've had incredible memories and, um, you know, fun, fun nights. And it, it, the cigar might be something I, I mean, I've smoked before. I didn't enjoy it as much or it wasn't, you know, something that really struck me as, as something phenomenal. But then you, you know, you take an event or a celebration or just, you know, just a night and it turns into one of the best cigars you've ever had. 
Yeah, for sure, man. I, I think the uh, sometimes the uh, the people around you, the experience uh, just creates it. You know, right. it, it might not be the most special cigar uh, that you've been saving or anything like that, but the moment, the time was just perfect. You know, and you hear that all the time, and and you know, and, and I think it works. You know, it's uh, you know, you sit back and. Uh, you know, uh, you, you have conversations with friends and, and, and family and, you know, everybody's having something to experience, whether it's good or bad or, you know, uh, uh, you know, th there's just always a good time to enjoy a cigar with uh, uh, someone that uh, your family or that you love and care about or maybe someone that you don't know that well. And it just gives you an opportunity to get to know that person a lot better. You know, and, and that's the beauty of the cigars, you know, I, I think like today, just again, having a conversation with my uncle again today, because, you know, obviously he, 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 he always has, uh, this worry, you know, that his son is, uh, you know, in special forces and will be put in positions where his life's in danger, you know, and, right. and uh, so he always has that worry and, but he keeps, uh, you know, he, he, he keeps it at bay with faith in God and, and, and trust in his son. And, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, for, for that stuff, it's just, it's just fun to have a cigar and, and, and talk and, uh, uh, just kind of vent to each other and, and your worries and, and the beauties of the worlds. And, uh, uh, so, you know, it, it it's, uh, a, a moment, uh, that, you know, it, it's just fun to enjoy. It, it's just fun to sit and, and, and talk with family and friends and, you know, whatever, whatever their thing is at that time, you know, right. it, 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 it's just such a peaceful way to do it and an enjoyable way to do it. That's awesome. I think that, um, you know, the, I've earmarked cigars uh, all the time because I, I I age a lot of my cigars. I, I I'm I'm the opposite of Tom. I'm um which apparently we Oliver we need to head to Tom's house since yeah. <laughs> I was like the parties at Tom's. Um. So, but um, I, I mean I think that's I, I I do like giving cigars away too. So I'm not I'm not just a hoarder. Um. So I, I I enjoy that aspect of it as well. But you know I've 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 often earmarked cigars. I'm like hey I'm going to do that for this and. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, like I was, um, a lot of times when I've earmarked it, it's something that happens all the time. And, um, and so I'm not able to, to enjoy it when I'm, when I'm planning on doing it. Like, uh, like even on my wedding day, I said, I was going to smoke a cigar and my wife said, you, you're going to smoke a cigar on your wedding day, right? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, didn't get around to it, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. obviously, <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, I was that, I mean, I was, I was nervous about this trip too. Cause I was like, I need to create, uh, I, was, I need to create these opportunities. So I wanted to do this campaign that we just talked about with the United cigars and stuff. And I, I needed to, to, to make it. And it, it's, uh, it's kind of, I think what the next 20 days is going to teach me about this particular campaign and, and hopefully some, some variants of it, if to in, in future in in the future as well uh will me to be able to not force those moments but create those opportunities um to put it in a much lighter context um to to, to enjoy it because i think um 
you know, that's what's really great about cigars. I think that's where we can all agree with that is like the the moments that it has afforded us, whether we're in a community space or it is, you know, something solo and stuff like that, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so, Tom, I know you said you don't save a lot. So does that mean you don't you don't have any OG Camachos laying around or do you have some of those, too? No, I, I don't think I have a single OG Camacho in my house. Oh, man. I'm actually just, you know, it's funny because I've been giving humidors away like crazy. <laughs> I cleared out like three of them this, this month <laughs> just with, uh, you know, with friends or like I said, nephews or whatever. Just, uh, yeah, they, they've been starting to enjoy it. So I just like want to help them enjoy it and, uh, you know, be, become, uh, members of our smoking community you know and to sit back and relax and enjoy the cigars like like we do so but yeah no you know i've i've got a few of like the dragon's milk left the the old dragon's oh, milk going around uh and I, I mean i've got geez i have probably some 20 year old gloria cubanas you know <laughs> oh wow uh, it was the first box of cigar i've ever bought it was probably you know like 21 years ago when i started in the business um, before I was even with Camacho when I was with Calibri, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I, I'm just not, my, my thought process just doesn't ever work that way. So I, I, I'm just more like they're here to enjoy, man. Like take it. And if you're going to enjoy it, uh, you know, I want to share it with people and hopefully they can enjoy it the way I would, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and not, not every cigar ages, ages. Well, I mean, I'm, um, and that's why I was a little <laughs> little leery to answer. <laughs> yeah. I was a little leery to answer that question at first because, yeah, you know, one, I didn't want to put any company down, but um, because it, it can it can just happen. It might have been the way I was storing it or whatever. But I had a box that I I, I had kept and it was uh, ten plus years old. It was um, you know when I when I started working in on the retail side in in Vegas, and it was that was ninety eight ninety nine, and I had moved. Then back here, back to Boston, and I must have opened it in 2013, and it was like it was like smoking cardboard. Oh. It was just such a such a disappointment. But again, it wasn't. That's it might not have been the cigar because I still, you know, that cigar is still, you know, a top top line. But um, but it might have been the way I stored it. But um, you know, with that said, when I was in in Las Vegas as well, working for a, a retailer out there, and then I started to. Um, actually purchase vintage cigars from the thirties, forties, twenties, you know, oh, and wow. recon recondition them. And then we would then sell those to the, the casinos or we'd have them in the, in the casino for retail. And those, those cigars at the time were, um, were, were retailing for a hundred, 120, um, because they were from, you know, the twenties and thirties. So, Anyway, fast forward, um, and I, I was going through, we were going through a lot of them, but fast forward, I still have, you know, some, you know, probably about 10 boxes left that are full and some, you know, just, I, I don't want to crack them open. I still have a box of La Polina that, you know, is so, selling for nine cents, I think, um, that uh, is full. It's a box of 50. But so, but the, the point of my story is that it's about the experience as well, because I had a box of uh, Buzzer cigars have you ever seen it was it a butterfly on the on the box it was called buzzer um from the research i had done it dated back to the either late 1800s early 1900s 
they didn't have a band on them. So I, oh, I could wow. never you know, sell them back. And they were little perfectos and there were probably about 20 left out of the box of, of 50. But I brought them when we opened up uh, the Atabay Lounge in Frisco, Texas with industrial cigars. And one night with the VIP members in the back, because I only had a, a certain amount, I broke that out and we all smoked a cigar that was, you know, could be close to a hundred years old. And that night, it seemed like the room just went silent at one point and everybody was just so focused on the cigar. Mm. So I don't know if it was, I mean, the cigar smokes well and it was, it was good, but you know, was it that, or was it the experience of us all just, you know, sitting there um, smoking a cigar that we knew was about a hundred years old, but you know, the box was kind of falling apart. And um, so it is, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's almost a 50, 50 experience. Um, yeah. you, you know, it can be the cigar and it can be the, you know, the experience of everyone enjoying something to, together. Awesome. Well, I know that, uh, again, we got out track on that one too, but that was our asylum moment. Refuge is more than just a physical place. It can be a state of mind. Some of life's greatest reflections can be found in our own personal asylum. Moments like these were made for asylum cigars. Light up an asylum and choose your refuge. To kind of piggyback on those celebratory moments and, and to concentrate on today, which is the you know which is Father's Day, which we've done. Tom, this is, uh, uh, we've done this now. This is our, our fourth, our yeah, fourth, fourth year. year. This yeah. is our fourth year. Uh, Oliver's coming back to us the second year in a row. This is our second time doing the, the, the three of us, which has been nice. Um, is that the third? No, because you couldn't. You couldn't do the first one. Remember, like you. Um, yeah, I was traveling. Yeah, I was in. Yeah, you were. In tra- VR. Yeah, you're in the or Dominican, traveling so. that day. Yeah. yeah, the plane. Yeah, this would have been. The plane yeah, was leaving at ten. Yes, yes. The plan. The plan was this would have been the third year. The uh, if everything had gone according to plan. Unfortunately, the, like we were talking about with travel getting in the way of stuff, but um, the um, but as we've kind of talked about over the years with everything and, and, and kind of celebrated our, our, our children, uh, everything you guys have had uh, tremendous here. Both both two, you had two kids, both graduate from high school um, and um, with some incredible recognition. I just want to take a moment to talk about it because I think uh, I mean, just I'm. I mean, I'm, I, I know you both are insanely proud, but I'm, I'm proud for you and your kids. And I've, cause I've heard you guys talk about them over the years and it's really great. And, uh, Tom, you'd mentioned a second ago, uh, your son's graduation party and everything. He, um, this was Nolan, uh, graduated yeah. with, with summa cum laude, uh, look like, uh, yep. crazy. Uh, he was the president of the international thespian association or something or society. Excuse me. I don't want to butcher that. Yeah, their chapter, the uh, International Thespian Society is a, uh, well, it's international, but they have, you know, chapters uh, all around the world. And uh, yeah, so he, he was the president of that and, uh, you know, was uh, obviously graduating and uh, passing the torch to the next president. So he got to perform uh, uh, there and uh, did uh, bring him home a song from Les Mis. Which uh, you know, I, I just love to watch him sing. You know, he, he he's an amazing singer, and he did uh, you know his choir uh, final choir thing. He did a solo with uh, Sinatra, My Way, and uh, oh wow, so, yeah. So he's he's just been fun to 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 watch him develop because he's uh, you know, he really only has been into theatrical and the the choir for about six years. 
and uh, really has done an amazing job. So, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he finished with a four point, I think, one eight nine GPA, and uh, he was salutatorian, so he was number two in his class. And uh, he'll be going to a very conservative school in America, Hillsdale College uh, in in Michigan here. It's one of the most conservative schools in America. And uh, he'll be focusing on business and political science. And then he wants to go to law school uh, after that. So the future Supreme Court justice, right? This is the same. Or or president. (laughs) Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe he'll just come change his mind and just come uh, sell cigars. He he's tried that out once. I told no. I said he, <laughs> you <coughs> come back later, maybe, but not now. You got to go 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 build the life. Just uh, thinking about uh, the the scene from The Godfather when Marlon Brando's talking about the 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 choices that he wished that Michael had made. He's like, I always thought you were gonna be like Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, We've got a uh, congressman or senator, or maybe Supreme Court justice in the future for Nolan. So that's that's awesome, Tom. I I know you've I, I know you've uh, got other kids too, but I just know that that was something recent, uh, some recent accomplishments that I wanted to highlight. It was yeah, cool. I appreciate that, man. He, uh, you know, it's all on him, man. He he is one self motivated child. Uh, he you know he he just works hard and. Uh, he's not a one a kid you have to ask to clean his room or, you know, take oh. care of business. He just, he just does it, man. It's amazing. You know, wow. and, and I love my, my older son too, but he is not that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what's, what's the secret? Yeah. I don't know. They you know, <laughs> grew up in the same household. One, one's like rooms a disaster all the time. I always got to ask them. Uh, the other one is, you know, just takes out the garbage without asking, feeds the dogs, and uh, you know, he, he he's an amazing. They're both amazing kids, but uh, very very different. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. One raises your blood pressure, the other one lowers it. That's a good. You need that. <laughs> what uh, what uh, what's uh, what's your oldest been up to these days, Tom? You know, he's really uh, he's he's working in uh. uh well, he's driving a tow truck. He's he's doing repos and that kind of stuff. But uh, his real passion, he's got a side business where he, he he's into photography, like in, in cars. So oh, cool! Uh, every night he's out and uh, uh, on the streets, he's doing photo shoots for for people with their cars and videos and for businesses that you know he's got friends that have companies that wrap cars or do detailing. So he'll go do the photos and they'll put, put them on their websites and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Oh, so neat. He, he really loves it. I, actually, he wants to uh, move to Dallas next year. He said the car scene's really good. And uh, yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, he, he's actually wants to just keep building this and he, he makes a lot of networking. And uh, so, you know, he's finding his own way, you know, his, his way wasn't college. He didn't, didn't want to go to college. So, uh, but he's he's a great kid, man. He gets in he, no no trouble and whatever. He he's always uh, uh, the kid works a ton. I mean nonstop. He he's very dedicated and uh, he's a good worker. And uh, so he wants he's an entrepreneur, you know, like his dad. He he wants to find his way in his own business and uh, 
and I appreciate it. You know, I try and help them as much as I can along the way. Doesn't always listen, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have to look for trouble. He's in repo, man. Trouble finds him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome you know. though about the, the car shoot stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a great scene down here. So if he makes his way down here, Tom, let me know. I'd love yeah. to go to a couple shows and, and, and maybe meet him and, and, uh, just get, yeah, he's get his traveling. Yeah. He keeps stealing my truck. So he's going to <laughs> Chicago for a show. He's then I think he'll be in, uh, uh, Tennessee to do a show soon. And so he just goes down on the weekends and, uh, you know, he's got a media pass at the drag strip here and he goes and does the weekend, uh, dra drag racing. And so he just, he loves it, man. He, he just into it and he likes building cars, him and his friends tear them apart. And, you know, his mother, uh, well, my ex-wife is, but his mother, you know, it's like, you got to get him to get these cars out of here because he's got two cars at the house. And one, you know, we, we built the BMW, but he's got some turbo work to do on it. So he's, uh, uh, you know, it's been sitting, sitting, sitting in the driveway and with the graduation <laughs> party at the house. They're like, you got to get this car out of the driveway, you know. But uh, yeah, it's fun. He really enjoys it. So it's uh, fun to watch him find his, his passion and what he really loves to do. That's awesome. And uh, Oliver, for you, Luke uh, accepted a scholarship to to Franklin Pierce. We were talking about that uh, just a few moments ago. And I mean, uh, talk about a kid who's dedicated to his craft, just uh, like uh, Tom's kiddos as well. Um, I mean, every uh, it seemed like every weekend or every week, you know, even during COVID, you know, he's, I, you know, you would post videos of him just doing BP in Yale's garage. Or, I mean, he's he's a he's a focused focused kid and. And uh, you, I know you and your wife must be really, really, really proud of everything that he's accomplished on the ball field and, and classroom as well. Yeah. Yeah. Classroom. And there's no, you know, academically, uh, you know, at least we got A's and B's out of him. You know, there's no summa cum laude or the, you know, any, uh, you know, awards, but he, uh, you, know, so, you know, put his, uh, you know, nose in the books and, and knew that he had to have good grades to, to get any type of, uh, you know, any type of scholarship or any chance to play on a team, but he's, uh, yeah, he, I, I'll say for him, you know, his dedication started early on. Like that was always, always a passion for him. Baseball uh, was always a passion for him, and he, um, he he took it upon himself. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I helped him out when he was he was younger, and um, you know, I did you know drive him to all the travel baseball and and the lessons. But um, you know, he he always just wanted to do do more. I mean, I, I remember I posted one video. I, I don't I don't think it was during any you know big you know. Um, sport game on tv but you know he was just asking me to throw him tennis ball so he could you know practice some grounders but um you know even even like this you know this weekend he uh there was a, a graduation party down in the cape and last night and uh he was supposed to have a doubleheader today he plays in uh in this collegiate summer league um you know really collegiate men's league so he's got you know some d1 d2 d3 guys and uh, and then just some, some guys out of college playing. And, um, he, at first he's like, you know, I, I just shouldn't go down there because I'd have to, you know, beat Cape traffic coming back and, you know, I don't want to do it. But then he, you know, he decided and he said, look, I think I'm going to do it. And this is how I'm going to, you know, plan it out. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to drink and I'm not going to, you know, I'll stay down there, but, uh, I'll leave at by 8am so I can get back up here. 
And uh, he ended up leaving at 7.30 in the morning. He was in bed sleeping in the in the back of his back of his Jeep last night. He showed me the, he showed me his pillow, the the blankets that were laid out. And uh, and yeah, sure enough, he was back, but the uh, unfortunately the game was was rained out. But um, but yeah, he's uh, he's going up to Franklin Pierce next uh, next year, and um, he's fighting for that that third pay, third base slot. And um, you know the, the coaches really like him, and the players that uh, that he's run into over this this summer league that he's playing, and um, you know, they're 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 pushing for him, and you know they're they're watching him play, and they're saying that uh, you know he can get it, but he still has to has to work hard. But it's all it's all dedication off the field. Um, and those, you know, those hours, those sunset hours that he's going up to the cages and, uh, and hitting that, uh, that have really benefited him. And, um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, really, really proud of the, the dedication that he has to separate, especially as a teenager, right. To separate that social life to what his end goal is. Um, he, he wants to focus on that. So I'll, I give him a lot of, a lot of credit for, for manning up his room's a mess, but, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's dedicated. No, I, and, I think uh, I think Nolan's special that he cleans his own room. I don't even clean my yeah. room. Yeah, so. yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He's he's a rare breed, man. It's uh, uh, he, he's not normal. No, that's that's awesome. D, yeah, uh, D two, right? It's Division two, right? Yeah, yeah. D two, nice. D two. They struggled a little bit this year. They were they were in the top. I think they got to they they were ranked ninth at one point in the in the country, and then. Uh, and then just just slipped, and uh, ended up I think in the top twenty five. And there are I think there are two hundred and twenty something D twos. Um, so it's a yeah it's a strong strong program. So we'll see what uh, see what he can make out of it. But uh, obviously you know education is uh, is the most important, and uh, he's going into sports medicine. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, happy for him. And then my daughter is going to be a, a senior next year. So. I got another one right, uh, right behind. Back to back, finish things up, and yeah, and she's uh, she's more into the arts. She was, you know, she did sports uh, early on. She had a, she had a good balance. Like she was always the one that did did everything. She did, um, you know, music and art, and and then you know, soccer, basketball, and um, she was just uh, recognized. She won an award for one of her poems that she submitted to. Um, uh, I forget what it was, but. Um, forget the name of it but she she was recognized up in up in new hampshire so it was about a four-hour trip but um they took the trip up there and um you know got the got recognized for her poem so she's uh she's she's on a she's on a a more of an artist uh artist path and she wants to get into some sort of film filmmaking or film production oh wow that'd be really cool yeah that's really cool yeah definitely got we got our hands full though yeah (laughs) <laughs> so I, I may have asked a very varying uh, question to this to this point, but I think I, I, it's still kind of interested to hear from both of you guys on it. So, um, you know, I think all three of us are, are huge sports fans. We can watch any kind, you know, sports. And Oliver and I specifically on baseball, but I know you like baseball too, Tom. But I know you like just sports in general and everything. You know, so for you know, with with Nolan getting involved in the arts and and and, and Oliver, your daughter in the arts and too. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's not the way you guys kicked it up, you know, kicked up your feet on a Friday night normally and everything. How, how I, cause my kids are younger and I know that that's, you know, uh, my, my son did do baseball this year, which was fun to watch for me, but it was more fun. And I, there, 
it's probably not going to go anywhere <laughs> just knowing my son's athletic ability but uh you know knowing that my kids will probably be doing things that i'm you know probably have little to no knowledge or interest in <laughs> i'm curious um like how how that was i mean i know we love our children and we support our children and everything they do but like what uh what was that like to to kind of go into a world that you know wasn't normally your ideal idea of like a good Saturday night or whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I've heard, you know, for me, I, it, it's funny because obviously I grew up playing sports and, 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 and went to college to play football. And, uh, but you know, my older son followed the path and, you know, played football and basketball and baseball. And, uh, and then, you know, like I said, around fifth grade, Nolan said, Hey, you know, he was playing football, baseball, basketball. And he, he said that, you know, I, I don't want to play sports anymore. You know, I, I want to get into this. And I said, uh, fantastic, you know, whatever. So we put him in <clears throat> to some camps. He joined the drama club and choir and started doing all those things. And, and very quickly caught on. I mean, he, he you know, I, I, I don't want to brag. It's not bragging, but he just really sticks on the stage, man. The kid, the kid is, uh, uh, he, he just re really popped on the stage and his voice, he, he got invited to like the Detroit opera theater, their youth choir. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, it made, brought a tear to your eye, you know, the first time, yeah. you know, you see him sing and, and you're like, what, where the hell did that come from? Cause that <laughs> didn't come from me. I don't know anyone who sings well in my family, you know, but, uh, but it, you know, it was always kind of a battle because he had always asked dad, are, are, are you mad at me? You know, I said, what do you mean, Matt? Mm. Well, because I don't play sports, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a sports nut, you know. And I said, son, absolutely not. I said, you know, if your brother continues in sports, he's going to play for X amount of years until he's not good enough or injuries to take over. I said, dude, this stuff, you can do the rest of your life. You you can mm -hmm. sing, you can play music, you can act, you, you can do this the rest of your life. So, and, uh, I may not know anything about music. You know, he's really into, uh, you know, he took the AP music classes and, and he's done all of it. And, you know, I just said, listen, you're just gonna have to teach me, you know, and, 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 you know, uh, I'll, I, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? So, I mean, there's nothing better than watching him perform, man. It's like the proudest moment and to, you know, no different if you're watching your kid play football and makes it makes a great play or baseball or, you know, Oliver, like, uh, just out there watching him perform, whether it's sports or, uh, music or theater is, uh, it, it's really, really a, a moving experience, man, to watch, watch your kids, uh, excel and see the hard work they put into it and, and the effort and, and to, uh, it, it, it just really, it blows you away, man. You, you sit back and you're like, wow, you know, how does he do it? Yeah. Yeah. I think this, you know, it's the same, same for me. It's watching, it's really once, once it's your blood, um, you're, you're watching them develop in anything they do. You, you want to be a part of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny seeing the, you know, the two it's, I have, I have a boy and a girl and, uh, the, you know, they were both in the, in the sports and then, you know, just, uh, you know, Olivia just in the last, you know, two years just kind of went away from the, the sports because she, she was always like, she was scrappy. She was fast. And, um, she wanted to play with her friends more than, you know, competing at a different level. Whereas Luke, we were on, I mean, 
you know, we were on vacation. My, my family's from France. So we, you know, vacation, we would go to, go to France. And, um, you know, this one year, I, I don't know, it must've been four or five. And there was this, um, this ride that would have been illegal anywhere else because there were no seatbelts or, you know, anything else in it. Mm-hmm. It was like these, you know, go in a circle, but they would lift up the, you know, is a rocket ship or a car, or, you know, whatever you're sitting in. And then they would have this, this like um, stuffed animal that would drop down. And if you grabbed it, you got an extra prize. So imagine the ride is raising up. You're not in a seatbelt. The kid's standing up. Mike Luke is standing up and he jumped up and grabbed the stuffed animal to rip it down because he always just had that competitive edge. So they're just two different personalities. So, you know, you got Olivia where our relationship turned into, in fact, uh, the Father's Day gift that I got from her was uh, a photo book of our adventures and she's big in the music and our adventures are you know taking a trip to to new york and um seeing phantom of the opera going to dinners uh visiting all the museums that you know my my son would be you know beating me up and saying i'm not going to that and so it's you know two different two different animals um for my birthday last year she got with her money from from working she bought two tickets to Elton John for just the two of us to go in New Jersey. So we take a road trip down in New Jersey and we go to see Elton John. And we saw Jimmy Buffett last summer. We went to see Gypsy Kings this year, um, took her to a candlelight uh, queen orchestra. They just, they played queen in this old church. Um, it was a three piece uh, uh, orchestra, it was an orchestra, a three piece band that only played uh, queen. But the the whole place was lit up by by candles. So those are the types of things that, I mean, when I go, look, I'm a Buffett fan. I'm I'm going to Buffett, you know, anytime. But um, you know, Elton John, I had never seen. I never owned you know any any CDs from him or any music. But that was that was special for us because we watched movie. We watched movies together like constantly, mm-hmm. like more art. So we watched the uh, the Rocket Man uh, over and over. And just fell in love with the movie, so she bought two tickets for us to go see Elton John. So, um, you know the the things that your kids have. If it was something that was of interest for you before or not, you just you learn about it and you 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 gravitate towards it and you want to learn everything about it so that you can have that connection with them. And um, it's uh, yeah, it 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 it's more emotional. That part's more emotional. Uh, tie than you know the the you know the sports kid where and that gets emotional too but you, you know where he's out there you know playing baseball and I'm watching him and just you know proud and it's the it's the man man moment right the, the sports moment where this is what I watched on TV and now I'm watching my son do it but um, yeah no matter what they do you want to be a part of it and, and it's uh, it's always it, it's just special it's pretty special that's awesome. Well, gentlemen, we got a couple more questions to cap off our evening. I really want to thank you again so much for joining me tonight on Father's Day, uh, for second year in a row for Oliver and Tom. This is their fourth time doing it. Thank you so much. Uh, really, really enjoy this tradition that's shaping up to be and everything. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, ask uh, the next segment, which is brought to you by Postania Cigars. Everybody eats. If you uh, always if you always make sure that your servant's towel is bigger than your appetite, everybody will always get theirs. Postania Cigars is more than just great cigars made by cool people. They embody an attitude of gratitude and grit. With Postania, everybody eats. So um, 
Shocker, this segment's about food, guys. Um, so <laughs> again, but staying on theme for the day of, of Father's Day, um, I thought it would be really kind of fun to ask what your, and you've probably had several over the years. Um, um, Tom, you just had one earlier today, but what's a, a meal that stands out that you shared with your children and, and why was it memorable? Oh man, a specific meal. You know, today it was funny. Today I just wanted pizza, man. <laughs> they, they Detroit style pizza or just pizza? Yeah, Detroit style pizza. Yeah, nice. man. They, they got they got off easy because it was uh you know, I've been in Europe for two weeks. So I, I you know, it's like you know, I started in Germany, so it's schnitzel and brats and you know, and then you go to Switzerland and it's the same. And Austria, <laughs> then I went to Austria and it's like, we're from schnitzel and brats, you know, and then, uh, <laughs> and, and then I went to Croatia and then it was more seafood and, uh, amazing seafood and things like that. And then Albania was the same thing. I was actually blown away. The food in Albania was amazing. It was just, you know, the, the Adriatic seas only, you know, uh, like 25 miles from Teriana. So the, they have super fresh seafood and the way it was uh, uh, displayed and everything, man, it, it, it was awesome. But with the kids this time, I just wanted pizza. You know, my, my, my kids are, uh, uh, you know, they, they love their steak. So, you know, most of the time it's, uh, I love taking them to uh, the first time. I think most memorable is taking them to Fogo de Chao. And where's just <laughs> meat on a stick coming out at whatever pace you want to eat, <laughs> you know, they, they, they absolutely love it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, you say fuck with the child and that was, it, it's funny cause it's just, it, it's, it's meats and that's, you know, my son's meat and potatoes and my daughter's more, you know, you give her sushi anywhere and she's ecstatic. So, um, yeah, one of the, one of, one of the best, uh, you know, memories of, of recent was, um, we took I, I took them both down to, to Clearwater Beach um, for April vacation. I think I think it was last year. So you know, you talk about two different different kids. Where you know, my daughter wants to be on the beach, and you know, my son just wants to do other things. We ended up going to a Rays game, which um, the uh, you know the stadium was still during COVID, so the stadium was I don't know how many you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, seven thousand people were in there. So it was empty, but it was great. That doesn't but, matter um, if it's yeah, COVID or yeah. not. That's just Tampa baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, great. But, but a nice stadium, the dome, the dome's ridiculous. You can't see uh -huh. anything, but um, so yeah, his first experience was, a. it wasn't Fogo de Chao, but there was a Brazilian restaurant. And I was like, all right, we got to take you guys here, um, you know, for that experience. And, um, you know, like I said, he's, he's all mean potatoes. So he was through the roof and, you know, then my daughter on the other side is, you know, eating the salad bar and, you know, taking a couple pieces of meat. So it didn't work out as well for her. But then on the other side, I mean, introducing her and she's to different, different meals, wherever we, you know, might travel to or whatever experience we have, she's the one that will, you know, lay, let's go on a road trip. And, um, you know, we, we drove up to New Hampshire one time just to go to the uh, uh, Red Arrow Anchor, which has been around since like 1922. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's our time, um, is, is, is the food, uh, outside of the, outside of that, it's, it's really, you know, I do a lot of the cooking and, and seeing their, you know, seeing their faces, not to, you know, I'll pat myself on the back. You know, I, I love cooking. Uh, I love trying new things. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, 
you know, I, I mean, I, I put myself in those situations where Thanksgiving turns into, you know, two, three days of, of cooking and prepping everything, but just to, to see them and, and talk about it, um, you know, to their friends. And then, uh, you know, it turns into, you know, their friends coming over and, and they want the tacos that, you know, that, that I'm cooking up. It's, uh, you know, th- those are always the, the special moments. I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice the hours of prepping just to see the, the smile on their faces. Yeah, I wondered if it would be it was going to be some place that you actually went, or if it was something that you made with them, Oliver. Just knowing you and how you like to cook yeah. and everything, so um, yeah, a little uh, little bit of both, a little bit of both. Some epic epic meal times in the Nouveau household, um, for yeah. sure. Uh, but that's not that's not uh, to put a pass on 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 uh, on Jet's uh, Detroit style pizza, though, Tom. I mean, that's yeah. next level good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do Jets today. We did a different one, but. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, you know, and the same thing, you know, I, I, I'm just, I travel so much now the, the cooking, but COVID I cook like crazy, you know, like it, yeah. I just, I, I enjoy cooking too and doing all the prep work and, and, and just making a really good meal, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, it, I guess it's cooking with love, you know, it, yeah. it, it's just enjoyable to, uh, to sit back and ma- make a great meal and different experiences and, uh, and try new things you know it's a great way to do it yeah there's something very satisfying about putting something on the plate for your family i love doing it i mean my my kids are you know chicken nuggets and stuff like that but like i try to expose (laughs) them to to a lot of different things and i know it'll get more hopefully more adventurous in the you know as they get older um you know my my wife's tastes are pretty bland but uh she'll always try something which was really cool like when we were we were in london she had never had indian food she was scared of it you know because indian food has this reputation for being insanely spicy and and stuff like that which she does not do um but i was incredibly proud of her um she'll always try everything which is really great that's what i love about her um and she ended up liking the restaurant, which was really cool. So yeah. she ended up liking some of the dishes, which was really great. So uh, got some ideas for me thinking about what I could do to change change up the menu a little bit. So um, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, well, fantastic. Well, that was our uh, Everybody Eats segment sponsored by Postani Cigars. If you always make sure that your servant's towel is bigger than your appetite, everyone will always get theirs. Postani Cigars is more than just great cigars made by cool people. They embody an attitude of gratitude and grit with Postania. Everybody eats. All right, gentlemen, this is the last question of the evening. So thank you so much again for uh, making time on this Sunday night. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to you two gentlemen uh, on this special day for us. So um, our last segment is brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter since the company's inception. Steve Sock has been knocking around the park eight consecutive years in the consensus top three. Congratulations to our friend, Mr. Steve Saka. So uh, I've asked a similar question each year at this particular point about, you know, fatherly advice and things like that. Um, And I think it's, it's, it's always interesting to kind of take a, take a time capsule back and everything. So I was thinking about this um, particularly today. Um, My, my dad had this, this magical way about him. Um, You know, he wasn't, a poet laureate or anything like that. Like it sounds like your daughter's going to become Oliver, but, um, but uh, he always had these, these, these really great sayings. Um, Some have aged really well. Some have aged great, but um, (laughs) um, 
he always had these way of really expressing himself like examples and stuff and and putting it into words <clears throat> that i could understand which was really great but i wanted to see if there was something that you all that you guys had that like maybe at the time you didn't think it was anything of too significance or anything like that it was just something you said to your kids but it's something that stuck with them and you know something that they've carried on you know in their in their later years here and uh um you know maybe it surprised you maybe it didn't but it was you know at the time maybe it wasn't very significant but it and it ended up becoming that way so i just wanted to see if there was any fatherly advice you had passed on that's kind of stuck throughout the years with your kids uh well yeah so i'll, I'll jump in uh, for 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 luke to start with um as he, he passes this on to his friends and, and this is he, he's told me this has helped him in, in baseball i said uh you know pain is temporary and um and that's helped him not to fear anything but most importantly for for him in his on the athletic side um you know not not to fear that that pitch coming in don't uh you know, don't, don't jump out of the way in the, in the batter's box. So he, that's always stuck with him and, and he's always, uh, you know, he's always said it, but for both of them, uh, I'll say um, two things. One in both of their phones, I, I typed in a long time ago at uh, in their calendar at, uh, at, at 7 AM every day, it just says, have a beautiful day. So their first notification on their phone will just pop up and say, have a beautiful day just for them to start off are off positive and um you know it it you know they they never really said anything about it um you know, to me but uh but last year and i don't know if it was again father's day or or uh, my birthday card but um but they both mentioned it in the card that they they really appreciated me putting that in there and it helps them start on a positive day that's really cool um, yeah. yeah just the just the mindset and um you know, other than that, you know, advice to, to give everybody to, to quote Spike Lee is, uh, you know, just always do the right thing. Always do the right thing. I've heard you, you've talked about that in past shows, Oliver. I remember that. One. Sure. But do you, Tom? Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. I think, you know, the, the, as they were growing up, you know, it was more uh getting them to stick to whatever they started type things you know it, it, it was uh you know you you join a football team or a baseball team or whatever and you might not be happy through the season but you're going to finish the season because your mm -hmm. team depends on you type stuff you know and and, and again I, I think that worked at that time and you know i i think they both have really well stuck to those things uh and their work ethic but uh you know today you know, kids, I think, are just way more stressed, you know, than I ever was as, as a child. You know what I mean? Like the different things in the world going on, whatever, kids seem, seem to worry more about uh, uh, things. And, you know, so I, you know, I really try and uh, tell them, you know, that uh, to not stress about things that are not in your control. You know, like they, they tend to worry more about the uh, world problems and things. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, listen, you, you can go your whole life. You can stress about it, but if you have no control over it, you can only control the things that you can control. So focus on the things you can control, 
focus on the things that you are doing and not so much about what's happening in the world today and and life will become a lot easier for you and i think they've both been very focused on uh their paths and what they're doing and they they uh tend to be very less stressed than uh you know from, from what i hear from a lot of other parents anyway yeah it's that's so important right now too with uh yeah, even after COVID, just all the social media and the phone and, you know, they're, they're just, they're hooked on it. And, uh, yeah, that mental, you know, that, that mental strength is, is so important. Yeah. I'll quote, let me quote the great, uh, Jimmy Buffett is, uh, <laughs> breathe in, breathe in, breathe out, move on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much again for a wonderful father's day. Uh, show um i've really again for another year uh really enjoyed it thank you again for your time uh i recognize how late this is uh tom you're jet lagged just like i am but oliver you work your tail off too so i know you're tired you said you were <laughs> took a uh we're planning on taking a power nap i don't think it, it, it ever happened for you but uh uh, this is time that you take away from your families and, uh, it means a lot to me for y'all to sit down with me for a few hours at the end of, uh, at the end of a hard week and, and, uh, have a great conversation and, uh, to, to celebrate our kids and what makes us dads and celebrate father's day each year. So thank you so much for the opportunity, gentlemen. I look forward to seeing both y'all, um, at the, uh, the, the PCHA show here in a couple of weeks. It'll be a good time, and uh, uh, we've already, I think we've already got our appointment booked with you, Oliver. So I, uh, that uh, that sign sealed and delivered. So we'll make sure to tuck that up with you too, Tom. We'll we'll figure that yeah, out. You but got it. yeah, nice. well, and listen, you know, it's always uh, it's a pleasure to be on, and you know, we get to uh, talk about our kids and 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 their growth, you know, and and yours are younger, and so hopefully in the future shows we'll, we'll be learning how your kids develop and, and their accomplishments and, and, uh, you know, where, where, where their, uh, uh, likes take them to, you know, where, where they develop. So I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. my youngest got a perfect score on his developmental tests. Uh, apparently this, my, his teacher has been doing this. She's been doing this for like nine years and it's the first perfect score she's ever given. So I'll take that all day long. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, and I, I, I gotta say I envy you, Bear, because you got you know, you can capture these moments uh a little more easily than than we were able to in the in the past. Um you, you know, I mean it's it's on your phone, whereas before we had to take a picture and you know print it out and then it's in uh it's in an album <laughs> if we took yeah. the time, or it was on a digital camera and then you gotta upload that to your you know computer and you gotta store it somewhere and yeah. um yeah, you know, capture the special moments and yeah, I I I'll, you know, kind of jump on what, you know, what you were saying, Tom, I appreciate, um, you know, you bear for bringing us on and, and making this, uh, you know, a, uh, an annual thing. And, you know, we're, we're not, we're, you know, it's a, it's a great conversation, you know, for us to, to have and, and to share our, our personal lives with, uh, you know, with everyone out there as a, as opposed to just the, uh, you know, the cigar side. So I, I appreciate you giving us that form and it's always fun just, uh, you know, having the Sunday night together. Sure. All right. Well, gentlemen, that will cap us off for another great evening and another great Father's Day. It's uh, not Father's Day any longer for either one of you. Um, uh, so, but I appreciate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate thanks, thanks, Bear. Back to work. Huh? Back to work. Back to work. So, uh, 
we'll get you guys get some rest and the rest of our audience for staying up late with us we always appreciate you thanks for all your likes shares and comments keep them coming check out our youtube channel which is alosa fumar don't forget to hit the subscribe button uh I know I've taken a brief sabbatical the last two weeks with no shows, but you can always catch our show here on Facebook Live every Sunday night right here at 9.30 p.m. Central. Uh, don't forget to hit the like and follow button on our, our LLS Fumar page on Facebook. If you are listening to us later, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio, don't forget to hit the, the download, subscribe, and review button. If you already are a subscriber, do me a favor, hit unsubscribe, but don't forget to hit resubscribe. That helps my numbers and allows me to bring back great guests like the two fine gentlemen this evening, Mr. Tom Lazuka and Mr. Oliver Nouveau of Asylum and United Cigar Group. We do really appreciate everyone out there. As always, I'm Bear Duplissy, live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Azle, Texas. Guess what, everybody? We'll see you next time.